you, and when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, hey, hey do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the group? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Hafiz, and with me, as always, is Devin. Devin, how you doing, man? How you feeling? I'm feeling good. I, I felt like I just got hit with a Mack truck of wrestling because <laughs> it was just a, a buttload of wrestling. We just watched oh. watch hours of hours of content of wrestling. But, uh, you know, after decompressing, actually today, uh, I, I felt like it's right to talk about, you know, it's a good day to, to recap of what we just witnessed, man, of WrestleMania and TakeOver and uh, Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, it, it was it was definitely a lot, man. I mean, there's so much going on from, from starting Friday. You know, you had NXT TakeOver New York, and then Saturday was the Hall of Fame. And yes. I, I also ended up watching the G1 Supercard, the ROH and uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling pay-per-view. And rolled that into Sunday, you know, with WrestleMania, the pre-show, mm-hmm. seven and a half plus hour event, Monday Raw, Tuesday SmackDown. I was like, man, you know, like, like yeah. it's just a, a marathon of wrestling. But it was, it was fun, you know, all of it. There it was, was a lot going on, but uh, it was it was a lot of fun just seeing all that, um, you know. So, and I'm had lots to talk about for sure. A lot of happenings, a lot of things going on. Uh, just an eventful thing. So, just to to give our listeners kind of a, a breakdown of how we're gonna do this. Um, we're gonna have a couple of uh, different posts sh- showing up on the on the page there. Uh, basically, we're gonna do a takeover recap. We're gonna do a WrestleMania recap separate. Uh-huh. Uh, then we're gonna recap the shows as well, Raw and SmackDown, and kind of give you our predictions on the uh, shakeup that's be- that's gonna be coming up next. Ah, week. yes, yes. So, which should should be a lot of fun. So, uh, I'm I'm excited to do all that. But this first recording, uh, part one, is gonna be the NXT Takeover New York. Uh, recap. So uh, without further ado, we're just going to jump right into that. Um, so yeah, overall, I guess in general, let, let, let's start with this. Just yeah. you take over New York. General feelings about how this, this pay-per-view went over because for me, I mean, I always look forward to takeovers. You know, NXT I think puts on a, just a great product. Um, going in, They're always consistently good with their NXT takeovers. It's, it's never really... Can you can you say you ever saw a bad takeover? No, no, not yeah. not once, not once. The ones that I've seen, you know, I've always enjoyed, and you know, it, it's it's gosh, I mean, they they just do a, such a good job with a really concise card. It's usually about five they do. matches. Um, yes, they, the perfect amount, perfect amount. The timing is right. The storylines that are that are going on too, they they make sense. You know, they they showcase all the wrestlers there yeah. really well. All the matches gets to breathe. Yes, they get proper time, and and mm-hmm. it just feels like it feels special every time too. So yeah, I always enjoy Takeover, and I was really looking forward to this one. Uh, we were talking about that maybe 
this would be, you know, the best takeover card, which is kind of tough to say because pretty much every takeover, like we're just saying, is, is usually a great card. But there yeah. were special, special matches that were getting ready to happen on, on this card. Um, so, yeah, just just overall, I, I feel like this this takeover did not disappoint, um, you know, at all. I, I, you know, it kept with that with that trend of just having just a plus type type matches and a plus show overall. Um, but we're going to go one by one through these matches and we're going to start off with how they started off the night with the NXT Tag Team Championship match. Uh, it was the War Raiders versus Aleister Black and Ricochet, which yes, this match. Uh, you had picked Aleister Black and Ricochet to. to I did. I did. Uh, I picked the you War see, Raiders. You did. You stuck to your guns. I to you my stick guns. to your guns. Yeah, I, I was. I thought to myself because I was rooting for Aleister Black and Ricochet, but yeah. just thinking about you know WWE booking and just how they do it, I just had a feeling about the War Raiders and you know with Aleister Black and Ricochet seeming like they were getting ready to go to the main roster, it just felt like okay, probably they're gonna want to put the War Raiders over and have them win this matchup. Um, and at the end of the day, that's, that is what happened. The War Raiders ended up winning this matchup. Um, I thought all, all uh, both teams, all four guys, uh, came out looking really good. There were some really great spots. Um, oh, yes. You know, in this matchup. Um, you know, just just real fun. And I, they kept... They kept us on our toes the whole time. I felt they did from 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 go, man. This this whole match. You know what? I was surprised because I didn't think we'll get a a great storytelling match out of this, and we did. It was a beautiful to me. It was a beautiful storytelling match of respect from both of these teams. They respected the hell out of each other from go from Alistair Black. And when Roe was going at it at first, you know, filling out of each other and they were just going tit for tat. And that little sequence at the end, they just kind of paused and Roe was right sitting on top, just, you know, just with his fists, you know, getting ready to just cock back. And then same thing with Black was just getting ready to, to you know, block it. It, it. That was just a great sequence right there, a great visual. And they and he let Alistair get up because he respected him, man. He, he they, they did not treat, even though this is a new team, they didn't treat them like there was a new team. They, you know, the Royal Raiders treated Alistair Black and Ricochet they, like they was a legit tag team. Yeah, it was it was really special seeing that. You know, I really love the respect that they showed each other. Like you said, at first it seemed like they, they didn't want to take cheap shots on each other or just throw a fist or a blatant kick at each other. They wanted to just wrestle, and they had respect for each other, and that was pretty cool seeing those pauses. Um, yeah. You know, and then – flip over to uh Hanson and Ricochet and that <laughs> oh, turned man. into like the, the high flying portion of the of the right. matchup with both of them like doing uh Hanson would do his cartwheel, you know, Ricochet would would do a flip or both of them they did uh they like uh what was what is that that called the handspring off of the ropes. Uh they both ended up doing a a, a back like handspring move off the ropes and it, it was it's always crazy seeing Hanson do any kind of like you know, a high agility type moves because he's such a big dude. Yeah, uh, but he's so graceful though, man. It's 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 crazy. He's so smooth. How can he be so big but be so elegant and so graceful moving in the air like that on top? Just I, I don't know, man. And, and, and he looks natural doing that. It doesn't look out of place. Actually, it looks right. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's it's seemingly effortless for him. You know, and watching him. You know, I think if someone saw him for the first time, you'd be like, oh, my God, what's this guy doing? But then, you know, seeing him 
doing this every time, I'm just like, yeah, this is this is who he is. This is Hanson, man. Like he could do this yeah. in his sleep, basically. And it, it's like Ricochet would do a move, and Hanson would do it too. And I'm like, yeah, he he looks great doing <laughs> Like he's like Ricochet ish. Now Ricochet's on another level, so I don't yeah, want to completely yeah. say, well, you know, he was like Ricochet, but um, he did a, a damn good job. He was damn close to mimicking yeah. Ricochet on some of those. So that dude, was that shooting star uh, press Ricochet did. That was I've seen some shooting star press, but the way he did, it, he put some umph in that one. Yeah, like the like that arc that you get ready to flip, he put a little bit more umph into that arc of that shooting star press. And it that was beautiful, the way he did it. It was like he kind of paused in midair and he did the flip as he arced a little bit more in the air and then just came down so elegantly. And it was so beautiful. I was like, oh, dude, this, this dude, what can this dude not do? Oh, there's nothing he can't do, man. That, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Just, just, just so fun to watch, you know. And um, so at the end of the matchup, after the War Raiders ended up getting the victory, um, it was a, it was a nice moment too for for Ricochet and Alistair Black, where the crowd yeah. kind of showed them their appreciation, you know, and saying thank you. And you could see the emotion on both guys, especially Ricochet. Yeah. Ricochet, you know, he yeah, was man. Like, he was like, yeah, a little bit tears. Did. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. could see it. He was really feeling the the emotion of the matchup, and that this is the finality of it with the. His run and, and Alistair's run in, in NXT, um, so that, that was really special to see and, and really cool of the fans to just show them that respect. Um, it just shows you how how that connection that they have with that NXT audience. I feel like every time someone leaves NXT, it's like that. Like they really, there's just that genuine emotion. Like man, I, yeah. I, they, they they it's almost like they don't want to leave, even though it, you know the opportunity in the WWE is too big not to exactly. Leave, you know, yep. but. At the same time, it's like that connection. It's like that. It's just you. They feel so much uh, yeah. uh, appreciation and love from that audience that it, yeah. it's, it's hard it's to organic, walk away from. man. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, great, great overall matchup, man. I mean, it was it was fun and a great way to open the show. Uh, more Raiders going over in that one. Yeah, yeah. It was just awesome. It was awesome. Yep, I agree, man. I, I like I said before. You know, I, I knew this was going to be like a, a physical match, but I didn't think it would be like, you know, caught me by surprise because I, I got a great story story out of this match, man. And, you know, it was all about respect, and I understood that. And that was a great match. And that was a great story how they told it, man, especially from the War Raiders and Aleister Black and Ricochet, man. Now, initially, when the match ended, you how did you feel about the that Ricochet and Alistair wouldn't be walking into WrestleMania with the tag team titles? The the way they start the, the because the way they told this match, I accepted the loss and understood the reasons why. I'm like, and they got that you know that great send off from the crowd of moving on. And I'm like, this is perfect. I, it, it's great. It would have been cool too, you know, if they would have walked out. You know, winning the NXT championship belts and coming into WrestleMania wearing those straps. Yeah. But it's cool too that they didn't because this was this was a great this was a great match. Like the War Raiders came out looking strong. Even Allison Black, even though they lost, they they look good. Yeah. They look strong. They still look strong. They that's did. that's that's hard to pull off, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's hard to pull off. And that's that's what's great about that story. Even though they lost, they lost, they lost strong, man. Like they, it was just that close. They, they, they could have won it. Like that last sequence when he got the black mask 
and Ricochet went for the shooting star press. I thought it was over. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because because Alistair is like he, he's looking outside the rings trying to block, and then Hanson just kind of went for that final nudge. I'm like, ah, oh. but you know, it, it still came out well because the story was was told well. That's why. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the remembering the crowd, I feel like the crowd was really on your side with this too, thinking that Alistair and Ricochet would would win or at least rooting yeah. for them to win. And you could feel it like when that final pin happened, it was kind of this like, oh, you know, because that visual of them potentially going to WrestleMania with the NXT titles, even the announcers really sold it well that, oh, they did. we're going to have the NXT uh, titles represented at WrestleMania. And then, you know, it didn't happen. Um, so, but like you said, the way that they did it, the way they told the story, I do agree that it just, it, it made sense, you know, and it, was, and it was acceptable. And yeah, going into it, I just kind of felt like with Alistair and, and Ricochet moving on and with this being the first title defense for, for, um, the War Raiders, yep. it made sense to, to put them over and continue to, to build, uh, that those, uh, the two of them as a dominant tag team for when they eventually uh, move forward. And what better win to have than against two established guys, you know, in singles regard, at least, as Ricochet and, and Alistair Black. Um, and and to your point, too, about them looking strong, Alistair and Ricochet in a loss, um, this, is this I hope, serves as an example for, like, not needing to rely so much on protected losses. Because yes. we talked a little bit about that last week, and I just I, – I, sometimes I, I get it. I understand why they want to do it, but I feel like it's – cheap most of the time and this right here served as a great example of where you can have two guys you're trying to push lose clean and still have them coming out looking yeah you know exactly that that this match was a great example yeah where it's crazy because even though we said in our predictions like you know i said even if the war raiders were to win we both agreed that ricochet should take take the pin and that happened yes yes and it was fine and it totally yeah. made sense. Yep, it totally made sense. So uh, you know, they they nobody came out looking looking bad in this one. Everybody looked great in it. They all looked strong. So yeah, you no, know, it was definitely a successful matchup. And, and like I said, just a great way to start up a, a, a pay per view. It was it was awesome. It definitely got the get the ball running. And even it had the emotion at the end too. Yes, you, you were yes. fully engaged. You were you in, were in the match and in the pay per view going forward after this. Yes, this 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 ha- this match had me from from the bell. As soon as the bell rung, I, I was fully engaged. You know, I was fully invested, and I was and I was surprised how this match went, but I was fully fully satisfied how it closed. Absolutely, totally agree. All right, and then right after that, we had the NXT North American Championship match: Velveteen Dream defending against Matt Riddle. Um, yes. So for predictions, we both predicted that Velveteen Dream would come out on top uh, over uh, Matt Riddle and retain. Um, the difference was you were thinking that it was going to be clean, whereas I was thinking that be, there'd be some kind of shenanigans happening in the match, you know, maybe some way where Velveteen might pull some mind games um, or yeah. have like a crafty win or something like that. And watching this match, I was actually pleasantly surprised because this is one I was talking about where yeah. I see a protected win from Matt Riddle where, you know, maybe the ref is like messed with or maybe he's messed with, but they didn't do it. They actually no, made a roll up. Yeah, a roll <laughs> up, you know, which, you know, it's a crafty way. Like that, that makes sense. It is. Um, and 
one thing too is I, I I did like how they started off the match. Okay, to be fully honest, I was a little torn on it at first, but I but thinking about it now, I feel I feel good about it. And what and I'm going to explain what I mean. Okay, go so, ahead and break it down for me. So. <laughs> One thing I was thinking why I thought they were going to give Matt Riddle a protected win was because of how they had been building Matt Riddle as this elite fighter. And mm-hmm. that if you put Matt Riddle and, and Velveteen Dream in the ring and you just have them fight it out, there's no way. That, that, that Matt Riddle should be the one to just destroy basically Velveteen Dream or just be on top. And in the beginning of the match, that's exactly what was happening. Yep. Like, Matt Riddle was just dominating Velveteen yeah. Dream. Like it almost had the feeling of like a Brock Lesnar match yeah. where he just throws he was, somebody. He was, out, he was outclassing him, man. Yes, yes. And I'm just thinking to myself, man, how are they going to have Velveteen pull this off? Because I, I still felt confident Velveteen was going to win, but I just didn't see, you know, how they were going to do it. You know, and it was just like suplexes that Matt Riddle was pulling off left and right. And just like anything Velveteen tried to do, there was a reversal for it. Um, but then it came to a point where uh, Velveteen Dream started to to hulk up, right, and and started yes. to show like, even though you know you're gonna chop me, or you're gonna kick me, like I'm gonna do the Hulk Hogan thing and basically you know just like just just withstand this pain and fight through it. And the crowd was eating it up, and Matt Riddle sold it. You know his face was it was like that classic moment of like, what? what is going on here? Where is he getting the strength from? You know, but I bought it. You know, it's like it, yeah. it didn't feel weird. I actually just bought the fact that that Velveteen is is especially now with him being being a face and being so over and having yes. the crowd want that because you could feel the crowd. Yeah. And I love crowd. that interest too, man. Came in. Well, yeah, we, yeah. Well, talk about that. Talk about the entrance. Let's take a step back and look at. Talk to us about that entrance. What was it like the Statue of Liberty? Yeah, he was, uh, portraying. Yeah, you know, and man, man, that that was that that. Now that's a Valentine Dreams interest right there, man. I, I basically that caught me off guard. I was wondering what he was gonna do. I don't know, maybe some Prince uh, theme, but no, he came out Statue of Liberty. I'm yeah. like, okay, he got his guys. Just what is it? Four of them just. Carry him there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. He, yep. So full full uh context. Yeah, Velveteen Dream. He was on kind of like a, a riser platform. Yeah. And he's standing and, like, like what the Roman Empire used to be on. Right. Yeah. And yeah. He uh they have the light shining behind him, so all you see is a silhouette. And you see he's wearing the crown like the Statue of Liberty. He has the torch in one hand raised up high. And it if you if you were just if you blinked or you looked at and just saw the image real quick, you would think it was an actual statue that yeah. was out there. But it's actually Velveteen Dream, and so you know his after they they played like this uh, like orchestral type of opening music, they switched it over to Velveteen Dream song, and then you know the, he starts to like do his like almost Prince like uh, motions, and you know the crowd's just eating it up and chanting Velveteen. And what I really loved it was Matt Riddle's face during that whole thing. Because they yeah. cut to him for a second, and he's almost like a fan at that point. Like I, I don't know if he meant to be this way, but the way I took it, it was almost like Matt Riddle was like, "Wow, that that's pretty good." Like this guy this is, is entertaining. <laughs> but that's who he is, though, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, he'll give you props when when it's due. Right, right. Because he came out just very normal. You know, he just yeah. had his his general bro entrance and didn't do anything special. And then here comes Velveteen Dream, the exact opposite. 
with just all this fanfare and this like over the top look and he's you know, a star man he has to make an interest that you have he has to be seen right right <laughs> and he he was he was and i just i just matt's face matt riddle's face on the apron looking at him he's just kind of like taking it in like looking like wow this guy this guy is actually really something like just yeah. that, this the look on his face got me so i thought i thought that was great but um <laughs> Yeah, the the going back to the match. So yeah, he hulk, uh, Velveteen Dream hooks up and kind of uses that to to get himself back into the matchup. And then from there, it kind of became more of an even matchup where they yeah, kind of traded did. blows left and right. Um, so I, back and forth, I should say, which uh, I I was really into that. Um, there were a couple times I thought Matt Riddle was actually going to win this matchup, but overall, uh, you know. I, I loved how they, they, they told yeah the even players. towards the end when uh, he got the quick roll up, you know when Dream got it. Even before that, when he was just kept on hitting with the elbow, I'm thinking like, is Dream gonna tap out? Right, Dream gonna tap out. Don't tap out. That don't tap out because they even kind of yeah catch his own. Yeah, exactly, man. I yeah. thought that's what I pictured. Exactly, exactly. That's what I pictured when I saw that. Like it was was we gonna get. Uh, a tap out or a technical knockout or something like that that happened before. So I actually got legit worried right there, man. Well, another part too is uh, we haven't seen um, Matt Riddle go to the top rope and use that flying bro move. Like, I think this was the first time he had used it, if I'm not mistaken. I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I hadn't seen him use that, like, go to the top rope and do that. It's like a senton, spinning senton kind of move. Ah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. So and it and it it looked really interesting when he did it like because he doesn't seem like a high flyer at all and it wasn't it, it looked like an MMA guy doing a high flying move but it actually looked good yeah like I what you call it the floating bro floating bro or flying bro yeah like that and uh, he hit it I'm like well he just pulled out a new move so maybe <laughs> you know usually something like that that's it it's like all right yeah you know and then Velveteen kicked out his face you know Matt Riddle sold it like what what is going on? What do I have to do to put this guy away? Um, you know, so yeah, just a great matchup. Even at the end, you know, Matt Riddle was kind of shocked. He's like, no way. What? I did not, you know, yeah. was a three even that roll up. Right. Right. He couldn't he, believe it. He couldn't believe it. He was shocked, <laughs> you know, and, and the refs tell him, yeah, he got the three. And, yeah. And Velveteen dreams in the corner. Kind of like, I did it. I got you. I got you. And he's just like clutching the belt, you know? Um, but then the handshake, I wasn't sure if, okay, is Matt Riddle about to turn heel or something or, but, um, or it was a, a fist bump that they did. It was a, fist, a bump. fist bump. Yeah. 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 Mutual right. respect. So yeah. he, he put out the fist, you know, and then, uh, they did the fist bump and the, which was a cool moment too. Um, yeah. caught me a little bit off guard cause I wasn't expecting them to show that respect to each other. Um, but it was another great moment, another great moment where Matt Riddle kind of came out looking. He, he doesn't look weak with this. If anything, he no. seemed very dominant, and it took like a, a almost like a sneaky roll up pin yeah. out of nowhere He's, to catch him. He still looks strong, like we understood, man. Like he, you, you got a quick roll up, he got you real quick, you know. Right. Like you can live to fight another day. Like you know, it didn't hurt him, it didn't diminish it, his record at all. You know, even though you got that one loss, but. You know, you still look strong because you dominated most of that match. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I think um, you know they both they both came out looking good in that one. I mean, Velveteen Dream for sure. They continue to build his star up high. Like he yeah. he was definitely the main the main uh, guy that the fans were going for in this matchup. But I think both guys look great. Matt Riddle showcased you know just his his potential dominance, and um, you know I could see him being a great champion, just a dominant uh, champion that has that you know, uh, almost 
uh, Kurt Angle in his prime, uh, somewhat Brock Lesnar-ish kind of way of just like being able to outfight uh, somebody and and having right. those wrestling chops to dominate someone with a skill. So yeah, they they both came out looking great too, man. It's just that it seems to be. I think that's going to be the running theme yeah. uh, going throughout this entire pay per view. You know that everybody involved, you know, win or lose, well. Maybe well, except for one person. Well, one person. Except yeah. for the last match. And we'll we'll, we'll get there. Oh, we'll build okay, ourselves okay. up to that. Okay. Well, I wasn't gonna go there. I was actually thinking of another match. <laughs> but okay. All right. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so we'll get there. That's a nice little tease for for the listeners out there. Um, all right. So North American Championship, Velveteen Dream, he went over, beat Matt Riddle. So he's still yeah, the, he the North American champion. He retained. Um, so we'll be interested interesting to see where they go from here um with with both uh competitors in this matchup but um they both came out looking great in this match yeah. So I really liked it. yeah couldn't agree more man so let's go valentine i think i think he's the next superstar in the making you know because really i, I think roman reigns is just, just going to get as big as he is right now I think if we want to get somebody, you think he's capped. You think Roman Reigns is kind of capped at? I, yeah, I think he is. Man. Even with this, you know, this, you know, leukemia getting fighting over that, with that reaction, he got WrestleMania. I don't know if because it was just so long yeah. and people are just exhausted, so I can't measure that right now. Yeah, but I felt like even when his music music came on, I felt like people wanted to boo him, but just out of respect, like, nah, we're just we're gonna let it slide, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, but I want to really boo you though. I really right. want to. So I'm gonna let, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a let, yeah, I'm a, I'm a let it go this time. I'm gonna let really it go this time. Boo you. Right, right. I still want to okay. boo you, but I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna let it slide. All right, you get a pass. You get a you get, get a hall pass this time. So, but well, I think, but I think the dream is different, man. His charisma, his wrestling gets better. You know, every every match, you know how to tell a story, and he he is just so charismatic man he's good on the mic I, I you know i think you know i think john cena is the last big star yeah and i think valentine dream is the next big one he can be he can be the next john cena or you know just be that next star to carry us into the you know carry us into the next fold He's going to be so captivating on the main roster, man. Like, I just cannot wait for yeah. I, I You know, we're, we're going to get to the shakeup here in, in, a, in a little while in the, on the show. But, I mean, I I would love, you know, to see. I don't think he's going to be a part of the, the call-up. Just a spoiler alert on that. Yeah. But, yeah. but I think that the, the sooner the better for him because they could use a star like him on that main roster. They have a lot of potential – you know, superstars, but Velveteen Dream has the making, like you're saying, as, as you're talking about it, you're kind of convincing me even more that Velveteen Dream, if he's on that main roster now, today, yeah. might be the main attraction on WWE from day exactly. one. You know, he, he, that, he's, he's a moneymaker for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's just so fun to watch him. Um, he had, I mean, and the way that he's, he's, uh, his, his character is portrayed like he's taking from all of the legends of the past. You know, he yes. has a little bit of Hulk Hogan. He has a little bit of Macho Man. Rick he has Rude. a little bit of Rick Rude. He has a little bit of Ric Flair in him. You know, like yeah. all of the all of the greats, you know. I mean, he makes his own. And he's making it his own. And it's just, he, he's great on the mic. He's got the presence, um, you know, stylish. You know, I just, I, it's going to be 
great. He's going to be really entertaining and make them a lot of money. So yes. um, I would not be surprised to see him move to the main roster sooner or later. They may shock us and have him as part of the as part of the uh, the shakeup. Who knows? I, I doubt it, but we'll we'll see. But he's definitely a guy that you know I, I'm really excited about. Maybe of anybody left right now on the on the NXT roster today before before the the brands was uh, the shakeups about to happen and some of the call ups happen. You know, if if just as the NXT roster is right now, I would say Velveteen Dream is the one I'd be most excited about seeing oh, go up to yes. the roster. Thousand times, hell yes. Thousand yeah. times, hell yes, man. You cannot, yeah. you could, and I think this is one of the characters that you can't mess up. You, you can't write. Yeah, there's even no if way. You had, if even if you had a bad writing team, he can still he can still make gold out of that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Give me a, a give me a, 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 a crappy script. I'm gonna make gold out of it, man. You yes. know what I'm saying? That's how Valentine is. So I'm not even worried about that. You know, he just need to get to the main roster and just let him do his thing. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I wouldn't be mad at if at the next takeover, he drops it. And then that next night he's on Raw or something, you know, like yeah. that, would be, that, that would be fine with me. Um, cool. All right. Yeah. Matt Riddle, it'd be great to see him there, too. But, you know, Velveteen is really, I think, the yeah. true, clear standout on this roster. Um, for for the next call up. Yes, because because he's attractive to the casual fan. Yes. So so if you is if you're just you know you're if you're just a casual fan who's just watching here and there and you see somebody like that, Mike, that'll make who you is stop. Zeus, dude, right? If you're, if you're switching oh channels, yeah, exactly. You'll stop when Velveteen Dream shows up. Absolutely. You're just channel surfing and you see something kind of like remind you of Prince or something like that. I'm like, yep. hold on, what is going on here? Yep. And, and and you hear the music, just the music alone, and and he got that purple aura around him in the background. He's coming down with that slow walk. And, you know, like, hold on, man. I need to know who this dude is. You know, that that just gravitates you. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. 100% agree, man. 100% agree. All right. Well, let's let's keep it moving. So the next one is the WWE United Kingdom Championship match. Yes, 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 yes. Woo. This matchup, it it, it did not disappoint. No, Um, it it was an intense matchup. Um, So then some, and then some. Um, our predictions, I, you had predicted that Walter would win and become the new champion. Yes. I predicted that Pete Dunne would retain and kind of shock us all uh, in an upset because really Walter was the almost unanimous favorite by everybody. And, um, well, it was the, the unanimous favorite ended up winning. Walter ended yes. up going over Pete Dunne yes. in a vicious, brutal, hellacious oh, man. matchup. Where we saw chops on chops on yes. chops, we saw joint manipulation. Yes, smart yes. joint joint manipulation at that too. Smart yes. joint manipulation from uh, from Pete Dunne. I, I, I gotta give him credit how he was trying to just shut down his chops. So yeah, yeah, man. So yeah, why don't you just start us off and talk about it, man? Like, give us a rundown of what you thought of this matchup. I thought this match was physical. It, it was a great storytelling match of basically a bruiserweight battling the ring general, man, of Volta. And and, and, and this match did not disappoint. It, it gave me everything and then some. Uh, like I said, man, I predicted Volta going over it, and he did. But Pete Dunne looked strong losing. Yeah, I, like, this is the, like, this is the narrative of, of our 
of our, of our recording <laughs> for a takeover. Yeah. Look you strong while you lose. Have you noticed yeah. that? Yeah. Have you no- <laughs> they're, all, they're all that way. Right, Everybody right. that lost came match. out looking Seven-one like match, though. Seven-one well, match. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there because I feel like we're going to have a pretty long debate about that. But oh, we'll, yeah. we'll get there. But we'll get there, though. We get there. <laughs> but we're not there. So I'm going to talk about this. Right. <laughs> but, Pete Dunn and Walter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Pete Dunn, like, man, you were 685 days as the as the champion, like the most dominant champion. You never seen anything like that of his kind. More uh, he is the longest one in the WWE with that beautiful looking belt. You know what I'm saying? And he went in looking strong. How I was wondering how he was going to, you know, handle those chops. And the way he did was great. He was smart with the joint manipulation. He was just trying to attack his hands and, and, and break his fingers and break the joints. And how Walter was selling that. And he would just, you know, just keep on shaking his hand, you know. And, and, and sometimes it gets so away of his chops. I was like, dude, this is just smart to- storytelling, man. I, I was all in, man. I, I, I. At, the, at that time, I suspended all disbelief. I was locked in into that story. I was like in television. You couldn't, you couldn't get me out of that zone right there. And, and I loved the finish of this match. And you know, with the got the got the headbutt, uh, super power bomb that he yes. threw, and then the the top rope. Uh, what was it? Um, what was what was the the last move? Was it the super power bomb? Is that how the, the last? No, move no, no. It was was it, no. It was, it or was the splash. Super, the splash. Yeah, the splash. yeah, yeah, yeah. Got the splash. One, two, three. Yes. Yeah. Yes, man. Yeah. I, I thought he was gonna. I thought Pete Dunne yes. was gonna kick out, man. I was. Yes. I was rooting. I was like, uh, out, no, 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 no. And this, and he deserves that belt. And Pete Dunne made that belt prestigious because yes. you know that yes. that belt was already prestigious because you already had Tyler Bate, who was the youngest champion. Yep. You know to be to hold that belt, and then Pete Dunne is the longest reigning champion. To hold that belt, and now you got Walter, who's just ready, man. He is the next big thing to to carry the UK into into another level. Because I usually don't watch. I'm be honest. I usually don't watch UK. I I watch UK, uh, NXT UK here and there. Yeah, here and there. But with Walter running the show, I'm gonna be watching UK, man, probably weekly. You know, because I love wrestling, and if he's and and Walter, some about him, man. I need I need to know more about this dude and how he's gonna run and be the face of NXT UK. Yeah, man. I mean, great breakdown. Like the, it was just a phenomenal matchup. You know, like he's, it just had me on the edge of my seat. Yeah, uh, there were a couple moments in the match that that really got me. Like I said, I was rooting for Pete Dunn. Couple times I thought he had it. One was when he hit his finisher, the bitter end, because he was he was kind of uh, teasing it the whole time. Like, is he gonna be able to pick him up even? Yeah, it? and when and he then, hit it, I was like, ooh, like, oh, that's it, that's it, he's gonna win. And then when he kicked out, I was like, oh my god, this is over. Like, there's no way he's running out of moves. Um, and then there was when he had him in a submission. Pete Dunn, that that submission where he has both guys' arms behind yeah. his back and he pushes the other arm down, and to the point where. Literally, almost like both hands behind the guy's back look like they can touch. Yeah, but it just seems like it shouldn't be bending as far back as it is. It just hurts to watch that move. And Walter, I'm like, is Walter gonna be like, is he? He won't tap. I can't see Walter tapping out in his in his first like major uh, matchup. But I was sold that at that moment, Walter was selling the pain. He was selling he was. that he was struggling. He was man. He so, was. Kudos to to both guys on that, but yes. really Walter's selling. You know, I was I was really happy that he was doing that to to help 
you know, put Pete Dunn over as a guy that could give yeah. him trouble, that maybe in a rematch he would have a shot, even though I think he, he would win the rematch too if they did go at it. He again. would. He would. I, I really do at this point. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, man, just a great match overall. Um, the crowd was great for this matchup. Yeah. The, you, know, the, you know, I gotta give kudos to the crowd because the crowd was hot throughout the whole, the whole night. takeover. The whole takeover. There was not yes. a down moment that it was like, oh, we're exhausted. That crowd was hot from 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 the first match all the way up to the end. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, yeah, man. I mean, shout out to both wrestlers. And again, you you said it. The running theme of this show is that you know these guys are all looking strong, win or lose. You know, everybody, you know, for the most part, uh, was looking strong. And uh, yeah, Pete Dunn. I'm just I, I'm curious to see where they go with him uh, yeah. for now. Pete Dunn said he does uh, want to get a rematch. That there will be a rematch with Walt, with Walter. Um, don't know if that's going to be at a takeover or, or if that'll be on the uh, UK NXT UK uh, uh, show. So we'll see. But um, I'm looking forward to that. I definitely want to see that rematch. But in this one, if they do have a rematch, I would pick Walter because I think we're getting to a point where you know it's going to be Walter's show. You know, yep. they just gave him the title, um, and Pete Dunne had that long run. Yeah. So I think it, the switch is about to happen. Yeah, um, it is. It is, man. So, uh, yeah, man, just, just if, if if for some reason you weren't able to catch that show, any of our list, that match, and you, definitely you want to catch the whole takeover. Yeah, before. you do. But that, you do. that matchup in particular, I would definitely say, you know, if, if you're going to catch one just to give it a chance, it, it, it's that one. And then that'll make you want to see the rest of it, probably. So go ahead and and do yourself a favor and catch catch that matchup because and try to catch some of the NXT UK stuff because they they definitely put on a great show. To your point, um, I try to catch it as much as I can. Um, I'm semi, I'm almost there with watching every week. Yeah. But um, you know, there will be weeks where I'll miss here and there. Uh, but they do put on a great show, man. They're all they great. do. They um, do. It was uh, like Tony Storm, for instance, on the women's side. You know, I really love watching her. You know, and I was it, it would have been cool to, to see her defend her title, you know, at some point in this in this uh, show. But the five matches, that's kind of the tradition with NXT. So yeah. it, it made sense to keep it keep it to that number. But, uh, yeah, this this was a great showing for for NXT UK. And yeah, uh, it was man. more to more to come, more to come hopefully yep. from from that group. I couldn't be proud. I couldn't be more proud of these two wrestlers, Walter, Pete Dunn, because, you know, it, it definitely shined a light on NXT UK. He said, hey, come check us out. We. We, we, you know, we definitely are the bruiser weights, man, and, and the ring general. So come definitely look, see what we have more to offer. So yeah. I'm, I'm definitely, they definitely sold me. So I'm going to definitely be watching more of NXT UK. Absolutely. Same here. Same here. All right. So now the NXT women's championship match, the fatal four-way match between the defending champion, Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Bianca yes. Belair, and Kyrie Sane. Um, so predictions wise, uh, we both predicted that Bianca Belair would win this match and become the new uh, NXT women's champion. We did. Unfortunately, they thought differently and decided yeah. to go a different direction. Uh, in a shocking twist, you know, I, I, I would say because that would that the person that won was the last person I thought actually would win the match was the champion. Yeah, uh, Shayna Baszler actually ended up retaining. Uh, her belt and uh, you know is 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 still there. We both kind of thought maybe she would be going to the main roster pretty soon. That's right. To, to kick off this uh, four horsewomen versus four horsewomen kind of feud that has been rumored and teased for a while now. But uh, no, Shayna Baszler is still champion. Which my reaction to to Shayna retaining, 
I I actually love the fact that she retained because it builds her up more. Yeah. It builds the women's championship up more. Yeah. So that so finally when someone does beat her for it, it's just like with what we said with Walter, the fact that Pete Dunn was champion for so long built up that championship. And now yeah. Walter winning it, it's like he, it, it's a massive moment when it happened. And now you're really excited to see what's next. And I think the same thing can be said about the run that Shayna Baszler is on. Yeah. It hasn't been as long, and she's had a couple of reigns. She's actually lost it before and won it back. But um, now she's getting to a point where she's starting to really elevate that women's championship. Starting to get into her groove. Yes, yes. So I actually did love the idea of having her retain and continue this run, and 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 that'll really hype up whoever ends up taking it from her is is really gonna gonna get a a properly built up championship. Um, the only thing that I that I kind of didn't like about this situation was that Bianca Belair was the one that took the loss. Yeah. So, and especially the way that she took the loss, given she tapped that out. she tapped out and yeah. she passed out to to Shayna Baszler the last time they fought for the women's championship. Um, so when when we said pretty much everybody came out of this looking strong, but I said almost everybody, the the person that I actually think that kind of came out looking weaker out of this pay-per-view was Bianca Belair. That the fact that she just tapped out now, I don't know if I'm really wanting to see her against Shayna Baszler for the championship one-on-one now. I, I just I don't think I would believe it at this point since that she's already submitted her twice um, in a row. Um, I do want to see like I want great things to happen for Bianca Belair, but I just don't know if if given the way this ended, that I'm actually excited about seeing her and Shayna Baszler go at it for the belt anymore. Now, maybe an Io Shirai winning off of Shayna Baszler and then Io and Bianca Belair in a feud. Yeah. But I feel like the Shayna Baszler-Bianca Belair story is done. So where where do you stand with all this? Uh, I feel the opposite way because I feel I, – I see the story as this, as, you know, basically uh, they're going to do, what, take over Brooklyn and – what is that? Is that the next one? Is that the next takeover? That um, couldn't be right. I don't think so. I don't think so. But but well, I'll look into it. Let me see. Okay. Well, I, I would say the next takeover. I, I believe they will. They will have another one on one and will tell the story. They will probably use the two previous bouts as Shayna Baszler or I say uh, Bel Air. Bianca Belair cannot beat Shayna Baszler. You know, because Shayna Baszler got two is two up. And I believe she will get her her last her last match, and she will finally become NXT Women's Champion. And then, you know, will Shayna Baszler be able to probably move on into uh, to the main roster, man? Because I understand this, you know, this story. And kudos to kudos to Triple H or whoever decided to pull the trigger and keep Shayna Baszler champion. Because I, even though I picked Bianca Belair. I was I was I was satisfied with with, with her keeping it. It was like I, w- I was mad at first, but I was like, it, 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 how can I compare it to? I can use this. It's basically when somebody gets you real good in a rebuttal and you got nothing to shoot back, <laughs> and you're like, God damn it, yeah, you're right. You got me. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> it's like that. Yeah. That's okay. I, I was pissed off, but you're like, you know what? It makes sense. It makes sense. It makes perfect sense. She needs to dominate this this division and show and just show that you know she's here to take it 
you know, by, by the throat, man. So, I, you know, hats off to Triple H, you know, to Shayna Baszler to keep the belt and, and run this women's division. And I think you'd be able to tell uh, a nice story of Bianca Bell. Now she needs to drop that undefeated, though, because now that that really doesn't <laughs> make sense. I agree with you now. You said from last week. Yes. You yes. know, like, I'm like, okay, but now, all right, you tapped out. You tapped you, you out. You tapped out. So you quit. Right. You quit. So you're saying undefeated does not make any sense. It exactly. Doesn't. You can't use that mindset. You, you can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, you, you quit. Right. You're a quitter. You got to use that story now. You got to find something else. Maybe use something else because that undefeated is. If you're going to still use it, I, I'm, I'm going to laugh at that. Yeah, I'm going to be like you. I'm going to laugh at that. That's that's what I do. I, I, can't, I can't take it seriously. Every time she says it, in my head, I'm just like, but you lost already. And now, yeah, like you said, having tapped out, she passed up the first time. Now she tapped out. Yeah. If what you say is true about her being the person to beat Shayna Baszler before she goes to the main roster, I can picture her potentially trying to say that again to her. But yeah. to Shayna Baszler's face, Shayna Baszler definitely needs to call that out if, if she tries to say to Shayna, Hey, I'm undefeated still. It's like, no, 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 no. I, I beat you twice. Matter of fact, I tapped you out. So you can't even say that undefeated thing to, to Shayna straight. Like, that is dead. That is over with. It's laughable. As a heel, it would work because, you know, it's like they're in denial and the crowd can kind of like have fun with that and kind of, you know, get on her for that. But trying to put her over as a somewhat of a tweener or a baby face is a little bit tougher to, to go ahead and run with that. I don't know. It's just awkward. Um, but yeah, it's just. You're not undefeated anymore. Sorry. I'm sorry. Drop not it. your mind. <laughs> not your mind. Not your that mindset is out the window. Yep. <laughs> in your mind, but in reality, you lost. Yeah. So it's over. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. So I and I hear what you're saying about uh Bianca Blair not because my again, my thing is I think at this point, you know, I'm more I'm just more excited to see someone else go against Shayna Baszler like an Io Shirai. I thought Io Shirai actually looked really great in this. And I love the story that was playing between her and Kyrie Sane with like the friendship uh, angle and they would work together. But then when it was the two of them in the ring one on one, it's like, OK, well, I guess we got to go at it. And I wasn't sure if if they would actually have them kind of have, you know, do some moves against each other for a little bit. But yeah. they did. You know, yeah. and it got to a point, too, my favorite part of it was when, um, I think it was, was it uh, EO that took the pin, that got a pin first, and Kyrie came into the ring? I can't remember which one of the two pushed the other one off of, I think it was Bianca Belair at the time first, but that sequence of watching, like, say, Kyrie saying push, uh, break up the pin that EO Shirai had, and yes. then the look on the face of EO, like, what did you, what are you doing? And then the reversal, too, of saying, you know, that happening to Kyrie and Kyrie being shocked, like, you just betrayed me. And so now it's like, all right, it's on. It's on. Like, we're, we're done. Like, we we're, clearly we're both not supporting each other anymore. So let's just go ahead and wrestle. Yeah. And, yeah, that was that was fun. Well, I, well, I actually have Io Shirai and Kyrie saying, you know, spoiler alert, I actually have them moving on to the main roster. Yeah, because of what Paige I, I, said, I just that. you know, just you know, we'll but we'll talk about that for our next uh, episode. Yes, yes, okay, okay, and I can see that. I can see that you're not the first person to kind of bring that up, but yeah, we'll we'll talk more about that later on. But I, 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 I feel like 
for me, my my excitement around the the women's division is more like Shayna Baszler is still champion, and that's that. Yeah. I love that that uh, it was something that I I guess they gave us something we didn't know that we wanted because we both had yeah. a reaction of satisfaction. That's a good way saying, to put it. Yeah, yeah, you know. So that so kudos to them for for booking it in this way for sure. I think it was a brilliant idea, and uh, now it's just about well, who's next? And I I would love to see Bianca Belair. Um, be the one. I think that story just has to be real smart. It, it has does. to be really smart about how they tell it because I, I'm at the point, I'm like borderline, I don't even want to see her go against uh, Shayna Baszler anymore, but if they tell the story right, they could get me back in. It's definitely okay. possible. Okay. And the way that you were explaining it, I could see being being into, into it that way. Um, but right now, I lean more towards Io Shirai because that's just more of where my excitement is. She's the one that hasn't really gotten a chance Against Shayna Baszler one on one, it would be be awesome to see that happen. Um, I think she deserves that one on one matchup. I, so I think she might get her a chance, but it probably I can't see it at a takeover. It might be during like an NXT weekly show, like a main event. Yeah, that Io Shirai go against uh, Shayna Baszler, but I can still see Shayna Baszler retaining. But she will get her opportunity for that though. But just not during the takeover. I can see during a weekly, just a weekly NXT show. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what comes up because uh, right. this this week of NXT really didn't shine too much of a light on. Oh, actually, actually, it it did. Yeah, I, I take that back. Yeah. Um. Well, we'll go into this a little bit. So the next matchup for for Shayna Baszler for the championship was announced, and it's going to be Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane. Um. But the stipulation is that if Shayna Baszler wins. Kyrie Sane won't get a shot again. Now, again, I guess another kind of going back to what you were saying about your spoiler alert for the for the yep. predictions for the roster. Yeah, I agree that that makes it seem like Kyrie Sane is is going up to the main roster. Yeah, you know because I don't see her beating Shayna Baszler one on one. That doesn't make sense. Not gonna so, happen. Not up in yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I am feeling that. So that would take Kyrie out of the the title picture. So. For the for the longer future, I, I guess I just don't know if that means both of them will for sure be going up to the main roster. I'm sold on Kyrie. Another spoiler: Kyrie Sane for sure going yeah. to the main roster. But Io Shirai, I'm not. I'm not sure. Sky Pirates would be cool together to go up there at the same time. Yeah, and you um, remember in that uh, Fatal Four Way, they was doing some combinations together. They look good as a team, and they, they did. You so they was kind of highlighting that. I'm like, well. Yeah, well, they kind of teased right. you. know You're what I'm right. saying? You're right. I just, I think EO, uh, it would just be cool to see EO as a, as a singles competitor too, at least for a little bit. But yeah, yeah I could, I could, I could see it the other way too. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk more about that later on. Um, but yeah, just to, to once again, to sum this up, Shanna Baszler uh, ended up retaining, uh, got the pin on Bianca Belair, passed yeah. her out. Um, great match overall. Don't it was a small gripe there with the fact that it was Bianca Belair that ended up being the person to get beat. But uh, you talking she said about it, strong, man, how she lifted Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane. That was cool, and I I guess that's part of my upset too. Is that I wish that I really do think that Bianca Belair getting the pin right there and, and getting the victory would have been cool. Um, but then for her to turn around and get passed out afterwards. I don't know. I'm torn on whether – I don't think she – to me, she didn't come out looking 
strong at the end by the fact that she tapped out. And this was the second time that she lost to Shayna Baszler like this. But you can use that as the storyline. Like she yeah. is not capable of beating Shayna and it'll be shocking when she finally does beat Shayna. Yeah. So got choked out two times. Right. Right. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see which direction to go with that. But um, yeah, so that'll do it for the NXT women's championship match. And we yeah. are now on our final matchup, the main event. Yeah. This is the the thing that I've been waiting to talk about more than anything on this oh, show. Oh yeah, I don't oh, think, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to get as excited about this. More <laughs> like this is probably the peak of my excitement right now. So I, I, I I've been waiting since this match ended. Since it ended, I was like, oh, I cannot I, wait to I, get I, back on the podcast. Let, let, let me say something first. So <laughs> I know I lost the bet. I, I am fine with losing the bet. I'm pissed off how I lost the bet. Oh. Right? Let me clarify that. How I lost the bet is is I'm pissed off how I lost the bet. All right. So yeah, you can go ahead and continue. Okay. Well, hey, pissed off as you may be, I could not be more happy. I am ecstatic about the ending of this matchup. Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole, just for context so we can actually talk about what it actually happened. Um, two out of three falls match for the NXT Championship. Um, we did our predictions. The predictions were uh, Devin had picked Adam Cole to win. I picked Johnny Gargano to win. And we kind of revealed it early on in our back and forth just now that Johnny Gargano ended up coming out on top. Uh, we did have a T-shirt belt, uh, a bet uh, to to see uh, yeah. for, for the stakes of what we're going to do. Um, and, uh, yeah, I already know the t-shirt I want you to get. Let, let's start with that. So <laughs> I was, I was, I, I gone through all the different possibilities. All okay. So how long did it take you to pick out this t-shirt? I mean, really, to be honest with you, all of like a minute, probably. <laughs> I already knew. Oh, wow. So, I did have a, a quite a, a slight flip. That's why it took the minute. Cause initially, as soon as it happened, I'm like, man. Johnny Wrestling T-shirt. That's what it's <laughs> Johnny Wrestling T-shirt. Oh, but then I said, oh, you know what? Man. Nah, I'm not gonna do the Johnny Wrestling T-shirt. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that because there's a better T-shirt to get. Johnny Champion T-shirt. Oh my because goodness! How dropped. dare you, sir? Disgusting. Rob, Johnny Champion. Just <sighs> Get you the aura of Johnny Champion, so you can start feel, so you can start understanding what it feels like to, to, to be in the aura of this man, oh my God. Johnny Champion. Um, man, <laughs> Johnny Champion, man, don't make Johnny me laugh. Champion, Johnny Champion, Johnny Takeover, Johnny Wrestling, just Johnny Gargano went over, beat Adam Cole. This match was my favorite match of the night. It was maybe my favorite match of the entire weekend. Just the back and forth, the ups and downs. And this the- match was, was your favorite the entire weekend. Yes. Oh, yes, I, I, I would love to hear your breakdown I on would, this. So, and, I would, please explain this, how this match was, was your favorite so, from the yes. entire weekend. Absolutely my favorite from the weekend, and here's why. Going into the matchup, I already talked about it. The, the, the personal stakes on the line for me. I had talked to so many people who said Adam Cole is going to win this match. I felt like I was on an island picking Johnny Gargano. So watching this matchup, when it when they did the introductions of the wrestlers, you could hear it from, from the New York crowd. 
that they were on the side of Adam Cole. It was like the Undisputed Era Army was in the crowd in attendance, <laughs> and Johnny Gargano was like the enemy. He was the enemy of of everybody. It was like almost like a like a John old school John Cena versus anybody type of situation out of WrestleMania, and he, he was just getting booed out the building. Basically, that's kind of what it made me kind of run what it reminded me of. So Johnny Gargano. I mean, at first, you know, with the Iron Man. Um, uh, attire that he had you know there was some people holding up the little johnny gargano signs you could see it but then once the music died down you could hear the booze rain in and then uh for adam cole you heard everyone was like adam cole baby and like the, the roar of the crowd you could feel it and then when they did those introductions it was pure booze for johnny gargano in the beginning i mean it was just nobody was on johnny's side and then they flipped over and announced adam cole and yeah it was just a rain of cheers so I'm like, wow, this is this is he is in he is in enemy territory right here. So you know, match starts off. They're 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 going back and forth. They're so, showing how similar these guys are. They're both using kicks. They're both using similar moves. And Adam Cole gets the first fall. And I'm like, hmm. and how did he get the first fall? Explain that. How did he get the first fall? How did Adam Cole, how did Adam Cole get the first fall? He hit his finisher. He hit his yeah. finisher. He, he hit him with his finisher. How, how, um, how many times did he hit him with it? How many one, times? One time. One he hit time. him one time. One, one time. time. Yes. Okay. One, one time. time. Yeah. Which they're making, they, they're selling the fact that Adam Cole, <laughs> he, he hit it one time. It's a strong finisher. So, yeah, it give is. him that respect. It and, is. and then Johnny Gargano, he's the underdog, right? So, it's like, oh, this is over. Johnny, all he does is lose. So, this is it. Everybody is believing that Adam Cole is going to win. And this is just a formality at this point. Because he just hit him with one finisher and that's it. So Johnny Gargano is is kind of on Dream Street. Adam Cole is basically just taking care of business. It's it's only a matter of time. Um, there was a spot towards the on the outside. I forget how how uh, Adam Cole got kind of dazed a little bit, but there was a countout situation about to happen. And Johnny Gargano uh, is looking. He gets in the ring, but then he comes out of the ring to break the count. And I think that was kind of the turning point of the match a little bit because you see. Johnny Gargano's humanity a little bit in that in that moment. And right then and there, then um, Adam Cole comes back in, gets the upper hand on Johnny, and then kind of looks at Johnny like, like, oh, so you were showing me respect. He, he kind of acknowledged the fact that Johnny Gargano did that for him to basically get him in, but kind of like saying that was a dumb move. Like now, yeah, you know, you're, you're, for it. you're done, right? You're going to pay for it. Um, and so he's setting up to, to hit him with the finisher again. But Johnny grabs his arm and then puts him in the, his submission and taps him out. So we're at the third fall. Third fall, the crowd is into it. Both guys are on either side. Johnny Gargano somehow got busted open a little bit over his eyes. So he yep. got a little bit of blood on his face. But both guys are on opposite ropes. They stand up. And then it was just kind of like just this fun uh, mayhem kind of back and forth from then on with uh, <laughs> Adam Cole. He teased like, hey. You know uh, what was what was it he said in his promo that uh, that teased the undisputed era coming out? He said um, strength in numbers. He was talking about strength yeah. in numbers. Yeah. So you know after, there were a couple of close pinfalls, but closer to the end of the matchup, he you see the uh, the undisputed era guys come out of the crowd, and at this point, this was the first time where I kind of had a little bit of of fear around what was happening with with Johnny. I'm like, oh man, what if they actually have Adam Cole win this matchup right now? Because he's got the whole undisputed era coming out here, and it's like this, this is this is over with. And this is why I really love the matchup is because 
ordinarily, Johnny Gargano in that situation is going to lose. And everybody in the arena is saying to themselves, okay, yeah, this is the ending. This is the true finish. Because they had a lot of false finishes in this match. This matchup. A lot of big moves happened, and you were thinking, okay, this was it. No, it wasn't. But when the Undisputed Era came out, it seemed definitive, like, ah, this is it. There's no way he's going to be able to overcome this. And yet Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly do their tag team finishing move. Did and the here comes Adam Cole. Right. Adam Cole tries the the uh, referee got taken out for a second. Actually, before that, Kyle O'Reilly um, scraped the eyes of Johnny Gargano when Johnny had the uh, finisher on Adam Cole, and Adam Cole was tapping out, but the referee wasn't looking because um, Roderick Strong had distracted him. And then um, Adam Cole kicks Johnny Gargano into the referee. The referee falls out of the ring. Then Kyle O'Reilly and it looks at Bobby Fish. He's like, go, 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 go. So then they run in. Yeah, they do their finisher. Adam Cole goes in. Uh, Roderick Strong pushes the referee into the ring. He uh, counts to two, and uh, Johnny Gargano kicks out. And I think at that point is when Johnny Gargano kind of turned some people in the crowd to kind of root for him a little bit because it was so shocking that he was that he had kicked out of that move. It's like this – the underdog part of it actually kind of kicked in for the audience. And – it just kept going mm-hmm. from there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Adam Cole had hit. What did he hit after that? He had another big move. Kill shot. That, no, no, kill no, shot. no, no. Was it outside the ring this time? I can't remember because there were so many big moves, man. He, yeah, because he, he did the, the paratail ending outside the ring on the ta- on the announce table. Yes, 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 yes. There was that that happened. Johnny was um, on the on the ground behind the table, and that's where they paid. So again, earlier on in the matchup. Johnny Gargano had broken up the 10 count to, to stop the referee's count so Adam Cole wouldn't get disqualified. He wanted to win it in the ring. Yeah. But now fast forward to the to what we're talking about right now. Um, John, when uh, Adam Cole hit the fairytale ending on the table, he went into the ring. He's yelling at the referee, you count, count. And, and it kind of paid off how different these two guys are. Like Adam Cole doesn't care how he wins. He just wants to win this matchup. So, you know, he, they, they count. And it really seems like uh, Johnny Gargano was done at this point. But there's a cool shot of even people in the crowd grabbing Johnny Gargano's arms and, like, helping him up. And at the last second, like, nine and a half, Johnny Gargano sneaks in. And the crowd, again, I like, it was it was kind of a shocking turn because at first everybody was booing him. But then at that, like, towards that, when the Undisputed Era came out, I feel like at that point people were starting to actually root for Gargano to find a way to pull this off because now they weren't booing him. They were actually kind of cheering him, like rooting for Gargano to find a way to win this matchup. So then on the outside, he uh, ends up, uh, what did he do? He threw, uh, Adam Cole was trying to do a move to Johnny Gargano. He, uh, Johnny flips Adam Cole out to the Undisputed Era, knocking them all down. Then he goes on the outside and then proceeds to just kind of go through the Undisputed Era, hitting all all three of the other guys on the outside of the ring, uh, knocks them all down, goes back in the ring, then gets caught. I think that's when um, uh, Adam Cole hit the kill yeah. shot or another one of his big moves. So at, that was another point where I was like, oh, man, this might be it. This feels like a, uh, a great ending that we've seen before. Uh, but Johnny Gargano kicked out of that. Yeah, and of I, I'm losing – at this point, I'm losing my mind. Like, oh, my God, like what – like what is gonna happen in this matchup? Now, now I'm just all bets are off. I'm not sure what's happening anymore. What, it, it's fifty fifty at this point. How they're gonna let this? Uh, they're gonna let this go because we've seen this happen before. Where once the heel starts pulling off this many moves, he's gonna probably win this matchup. But I just had the feeling like no, Johnny Gargano is going to win, and they they were basically giving Johnny this like 
not today, not this time. Johnny will find a way to overcome no matter what it is. And I just sure enough, Johnny Gargano just kept fighting off wave after wave of all of these moves to at the end put Adam Cole in his submission. And Adam Cole's reaching for the ropes. And the crowd at this point is cheering for, for Adam Cole to tap out, which I'm like, wow, this is what a 180 that we've just done right here where now people are actually rooting against Adam Cole when they were purely for Adam Cole in the beginning. So then Adam's reaching for the ropes. Uh, Johnny rolls over and like pulls Adam Cole back into the middle of the ring. And again, he's, he's teasing the tap out. Is he going to tap out? And then he finally does. And oh my God, the, the roar that I had, like, <laughs> I just went nuts and, and it just marked out hard for Johnny Gargano when that, when that happened. Just a huge, huge moment. Um, and just as I had called it, I said, Candice LeRae was going to come out. Candice LeRae came out. I, I said my vision when we did our prediction. You did. You did. I said, you broke it down. Johnny Gargano's going to win. <laughs> Candice LeRae's going to come out, hug, kiss. The only thing that didn't happen was the confetti. The confetti didn't drop from the sky, so I missed that. But I even called Adam Cole, getting a shot of Adam Cole looking up at Johnny Gargano while he's celebrating and just being like, what the hell just happened? Basically got that shot. Yeah, <laughs> with the Undisputed Era um, with him, kind of like heading to the back. And the surprise, well, well, before we get to the surprise of it all, um, he went into the crowd. His his father and his family were there, so he celebrated with them in the crowd. Um, he had some of those uh, classic crowd shots that they'll have with the, with the fans where Johnny went into the crowd and, and, like, posed with them. Then they're going up the ramp. Candice LeRae, Johnny Gargano standing at the ramp uh, uh, and celebrating – and from the back, and I wish I would have, have thought of this happening, but it was such a great moment. Tommaso Ciampa, with his neck brace, comes walking out. And the crowd is like, oh, there he is. And you can read Johnny's lips. He says, he's behind me, isn't he? And <laughs> I just love that, that moment right there. He turned around, and they kind of almost broke kayfabe a little bit and just went with, like, okay, they're, they're, they're friends. Tommaso is hurt, and he's just going to support them and celebrate them. And so they all hugged. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa raised up Johnny Gargano's hand. Uh, it was just a great moment of, of seeing Tommaso Ciampa uh, with Johnny Gargano for this big moment that he just had. Um, gosh, just unbelievable moment. Unbelievable match. Devin can hate all he wants. But in hey, the end, what? Johnny Gargano. Hate? Hey, Johnny oh. Gargano and, and Adam Cole put on in my opinion, just one of the most – it's going to be match of the year. Let's just put it that way. This is going to go down as match of the year for this year for sure, and we're still early in the year. But the the magnitude of, of what just happened, I mean, he's the first Triple Crown winner in NXT history. All right, he won the tag team titles. He won the, the uh, North American Championship and now the NXT Championship. He fulfilled a lifelong dream – or basically the dream of going from being a, a, a nobody who they didn't – the WWE – basically thought was not, you know, WWE material, uh, uh, scratching and clawing to get up to the top and then finding his way to be the NXT champion, the guy, the main guy. You know, when people, even at this matchup, you could see kind of the journey of Johnny Gargano, the story of Johnny Gargano. The crowd was not with Johnny in the beginning, but at the end he won them all over. And that was kind of like even in itself a great story that's, that's um, signifying his journey from, you know, obscurity to the champion, to Johnny champion. Um, I just thought as a story, it was great. Adam Cole played his part. 
and did great. And Adam Cole, to me, I mean, you can say Adam Cole, you know, came out looking weak. But to my to the way that I look at it, they told a story that was to put Johnny Gargano's fairy tale ending, for lack of a better term, uh, to to really show and illustrate that ending for Johnny Gargano's story. That he was that underdog guy who always loses. And even Adam Cole during the match is like, just do what you do and fail. Like that's what you do. And like, you know, yelling at him throughout the whole match, just berating him, telling him how he's not going to do it, how it's his time, not Johnny Gargano's time. And it, it just had that like that underdog fairy tale feel. And for Gargano, you know, this man, he just puts on matches of the year every time. He just does. And I feel like it's just it makes sense. It's only right to reward that no. with this no. championship. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. No. You get again, no. Devin can hate I, all I'm not hating. Hating. I'm not but hating. at the end, it hey, sounds no. like you are. Oh, it I'm sounds not. like you're hating you, a little bit. You just gave me you gave me a biased opinion on who uh of of the match you just a witness. You gave me a biased who, opinion. Who won? What was the unbiased opinion? Match, my match of the year. Yeah. Match of the year last year was a Johnny Gargano match. No? Huh, last year? Yes. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Johnny Gargano is a guy that puts on match of the year caliber matches. Like each time, every takeover that he's at, whether he's going against. Uh, Alistair Black, whether he's going against Tommaso Ciampa, yeah. whether he's going against Velveteen Drink, like all of these matches are match of the year. Kenny match except Andrade, for except for this one, because nah, this one, the, yeah. this one, this one took me out, took me out of logic. All right, so let me break this down. All right, so logic was was complete completely thrown out the window. All right, I've been consistently, you know. I've been consistent with, with with my picks. I've been consistent of of matches that are are done right. This match was not done right. I would have accepted the loss if it was done right, but it was not done right. Come on, you just made undisputed look weak. So apparently, so apparently, Gargano can take two super kicks in a last shot and still kick out. So he, t- you know what? Let him go face the beast then. Because he could take six six X fives, he could beat Roman Reigns' record, okay? Because apparently he he just cannot be pinned. That was not the story of him hulking up. That was just logic throughout the window. That story was meant to be told by Tommaso Ciampa. That I would have understood if you would have if that if you would have had that story that him just kicking out. That made sense because they've been a long heart fought, fought battle. Okay, I understand that that fit that. That that fits within the content of that story between these two. This is Adam Cole. You you don't do that with Adam Cole. Wait 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on. Pause real quick. So let me get this straight. Are you saying if Tommaso Ciampa had done the same thing that Adam Cole had done, you would have accepted? Yes. It because it was Tommaso Ciampa. Yes. Yes. Exactly. It would your logic. No 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 no. That's where you lose me. Absolutely, you lose me there. No, because that that makes no sense. If you're saying that Tommaso Ciampa doing Adam the, the exact same way that Adam Cole just lost this matchup, hitting his finisher in the first fall, and then uh, with one finisher being hit, and that then that beat uh, Johnny Gargano. But then later on in the matchup, undisputed come out though. It would just been. It just would have been them two. Them two just battling, and they had matches before when they just did, you know, uh, what, what did what did 
he, Tommaso Ciampa got slammed on, on the concrete, still kicked out. So right. we've seen that. So that, like, like, like I'm saying, if he's kicking out of, out of certain moves, then I would have, if close finishes, I would have understood that. It wasn't a win. It wasn't a No, no, no. It was, it, no, it didn't. <laughs> Logic was thrown. Yes, it did. That's exactly Logic what happened. That's like saying, no, that's like was, saying, so each one of the, hold, was, hold on, hold on. Oh, wait, wait, man. Follow, follow me here, follow me here. <laughs> each, basically what he kicked out of, it's like, it's like Johnny Gargano kicked out of finishing maneuvers, right? Johnny Gargano kicked, out repeatedly of big finishing maneuvers, right? Yes, but okay. So, so, so let's say it's Tommaso Ciampa, and let's say he's hitting the fairy tale ending, and let's say he he hits the fairy tale ending once. Okay, he pins him in the first fall. Then later on in the matchup, Johnny Gargano takes a fairy tale ending. He kicks out later on in the matchup. You're saying that's acceptable? That is because they already have a long history. If they, they, but I don't. But, but your logic—that's where you. But see, that's where I'm. I, but that's where you're losing me because you're basically you saying your logic with, with with talking about how you enjoy Gargano's match. No, hold on, hold on. <laughs> here's where here's where you're losing me is that you're basically saying that the storyline of Tommaso Ciampa is the reason why it's okay for Johnny Gargano to kick out of a finishing maneuver. But if you're just going off of the fact that he's getting hit with finishing maneuvers and kicking, like, I don't see how you can say, oh, so basically, but and I'm going to just say devil's advocate and try to understand what you're saying. How is that different from Roman Reigns kicking out of six F? Because you was pissed off about that. So how is that different? But I guess my point to you is you're basically making it seem like if it's, if, let's take that, that, that same scenario, the six F5s, that, Tommaso Ciampa hitting six F hitting six fairy tale endings to Johnny Gargano and kicking out of all of them would have been acceptable. It's it kind was, of what it sounds like you're saying. They have a long history because See, that's right on it. That doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't make sense it to fits, me. How you it can it's well within the content of their story, man. But, but it's still hitting is different. You got you got a, you got undisputed. So undisputed comes in the ring, distracts the ref, does the does the uh, last dragon, and then here you go with Adam Cole with a, two super kicks. Then follow up by the last shot, and you still kick out. No, I don't accept that. I I can't. I cannot accept. I cannot. I cannot suspend my disbelief for that. That I will not allow. Because there is no history between these two of of having a hard fought battle like that before. If they would, if I would have seen history like that between these two, if they would have had a, a bout that they went hard, that they just had finisher kicking after, then I would have accepted that. But no, like I said, but here's the, that, but here's that, the thing that, that doesn't. That, but, but wait, but Devin, because what you're saying is you're saying that Johnny Gargano has built up. A, a kind of a resilience when it comes to Tommaso Ciampa is what you're saying, right? Yes. Yeah. That because of all the matches he's had with Tommaso Ciampa, that he's gotten stronger and strong enough like he, like to be able to take that, another right? gear. He takes it up another gear. Got it. Like but, he pushes him. So if he keeps on pushing him, he can, like you. I understand that, but this is Adam Cole, like, and it would have made sense for him to get a heel win. Like after that, that's that should have been the finish when. When when we got distracted by the ref and, and Undisputed came out, did their thing, Adam Cole does his finisher, one, one, two, three, we're done. That finisher, that finish makes sense for a heel. 
So what I think what you're missing is that this whole journey that Johnny Gargano has been on is what's built up his resilience for this moment. I think that's what you're missing. That the story that they've been telling since day one of him entering NXT is that, yeah, in the beginning, Johnny Gargano was not seen as much of anything. And through his journey of losing and losing and losing and losing and getting closer and closer and closer, that that's what's built up the resilience I, to this point. I understand the journey. I understand. But what I'm saying, they told the wrong story. This story was for Tommaso Ciampa, not for Adam Cole. You can't. You cannot tell the same story. That no, Bill but you. Moore, I think what you're even, what, even triple, triple even Triple H said this match was 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 ready. But but since because he had to get taken out for surgery, so they tried to tell the same story with. For for uh, for Adam Cole and it and it doesn't work, man. Like I can't see Adam Cole push, just keep on pushing him to uh, like. No, it doesn't make sense because they don't have history like that. Now, yeah, but that no. See, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me let me chime in here because I think what you're doing is you're disregarding you're disregarding. You're basically looking at it as if it's it's Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, this match alone on its own without any kind of context for where Johnny's come from building up to this moment. That That's what you're doing right now. You're looking at it like, okay, this is the first time that Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole have fought. And because they have no history, how is he able to take the finisher and do all this? Yeah. Where I'm coming from with it is Johnny Gargano's whole story, basically, look, this is the culmination of his entire story. So we're looking at Johnny Gargano, a guy who basically, again, came from nothing and has lost a lot. And he's, he's fought Aleister Black. He's fought Tommaso Ciampa multiple times, street fights, all types of matches, cage matches with Aleister Black. And I understand He's gone against that. Velveteen Dream. But wait, but listen, hold on, hold on. So, but the, the thing that you're saying is that, that doesn't make sense to me is that if, if you can see the totality, if you can see that working against Tommaso Ciampa, you're taking it from an emotional, like, he takes that motivation, that anger towards Tommaso Ciampa as his resilience to be able to go through all those finishers. The way I'm looking at it, and I think the way that that they were looking at it overall is that this is Johnny Gargano's culmination of everything he's been through throughout his whole career at NXT, and that that's where the resilience comes from. It's not because he has a personal vendetta against Adam Cole. It's because all Johnny has done is lose and lose and lose, and it's enough. Like he's had enough. Like he's not going to lose this matchup because of everything he's been through up until this point in his entire history at NXT. This was the culmination of his entire journey. They wanted to check off that last box before he leaves NXT. The end of his story was going to be an NXT championship. And in his way stood Adam Cole in his promo against Adam Cole. He talks about how he scratched and clawed from the beginning. He didn't say anything personal about Adam Cole. He's talking about his entire journey to this point. So this resilience that he has it's that moment of a person's life to where all of the, the downs, all of the losses, all of the failures comes down to this moment. This is my time. They technically called him up to, to the WWE roster already, so this feels like it. This is the final stop, yeah. the final chance for Johnny Gargano to be able to, to do this, to, 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 to end his whole, like, the, 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 the story of Johnny Gargano so far had been he loses. He loses the, these matches. He, he, these big matches, it's not... You know, it's not his to win, basically, but he keeps getting closer and closer and closer. And now in this moment, it's like now I'm right there. I can taste it. I have a one-on-one match for the NXT Championship. 
you know, two out of three falls. This is it. If I don't win this, this is probably the end of, of my story here in NXT. So I'm going to take all of that, 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 um, up the, the, um, upset and the, uh, the, the close calls. And I'm going to use that as motivation to win this matchup. So my perspective of it is that he's using all of this, this, uh, his entire journey as his resilience towards this situation. And I think so because you feel that way because you're biased towards Johnny Gargano. No, I'm looking I, at that I, because I so. no, 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 so. no, no, if, no. If you was looking through my lens, which is an unbiased, because real talk, no, man, every, I don't, I don't, match I, I, wait, 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 let's not, let's not, hold on, every match I broke down, but hold on, but every match I broke down early in this card, some matches I like, I had picked the warp, I had picked Alistair Black and uh, Ricochet, but the War Raiders run. But because the way that story was told, understood, and I was satisfied with that. Same with Shayna Baszler. So I'm cool with 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 losing if it's if it's told the correct way. This was not. So this. Let, let's let's get something out of out of the way right here. So um, biased opinion. Okay, that would not be true because to be perfectly honest with you. I actually am more of a fan of Adam Cole than I am of Johnny Gargano. But I'm the way they've been telling the story, that's what I keep saying is that's what I saw. And the, my rooting for Johnny Gargano, I respect Johnny Gargano as a wrestler. Uh-huh. Do I think he's the best wrestler on NXT? No, I don't. I don't think he's the best wrestler overall on NXT. But I think he deserves this moment because of everything that he's done. If you ask me right now who I think the top wrestler in NXT is, I'm going to see a Velveteen Dream, like which I said earlier, yeah. that Velveteen yeah. Dream is number one. Yeah. And then after that, Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era, it's clear that these guys are about to run NXT and that they are the top guys. They're the, the fan favorites. I love watching the Undisputed Era and saying Bay Bay along with everybody else. Between the two of them, if I'm just going with my favorites between the two of them, I would actually pick Adam Cole over Johnny Gargano, which is why when we did our predictions, I said, I see Adam Cole getting that championship from Johnny Gargano, but this is Johnny Gargano's moment to culminate the story they're trying to tell. So that's just full disclosure. Like, I'm, I am not looking at this like I'm just rooting for Johnny Gargano just because. Like, you know, the guys from Cleveland, cool. It's a great story, but I see the story they're trying to tell, and I understand where it's coming from for why he's kicking out because this is the culmination of everything that he had been through. Yeah. So taking that story on, it's like a, it's like but the that Daniel story Bryan works story. well. It pairs well with Tommaso Ciampa and not Adam Cole. That's what I'm saying. I understand that. I, don't think that I understand I don't like think that his journey and that journey, but that journey it it, it kind of goes hand in hand with Tommaso Ciampa. You know, they kind of started. You know, in individuals in the 205 tournament, and then. And it came together as DIY. So, and they broke up. So that's what I'm saying, man. The, the, it, it's just the story got lost. That's it, it. It didn't. It did not execute well. All right. Because- well, it didn't execute. Well, that part of it. Look, it's it's out of their control that Tommaso Ciampa got injured. Right. They wanted to tell the story with Tommaso Ciampa, but Adam Cole. I mean, one thing I had said before is that Adam Cole is the villain of this story. If you look at it. The story that they're trying to tell right here, he's basically just gonna be the heel to to Johnny Gargano's fairy tale story that they that they have going on. Basically, this whole thing was built as Johnny Gargano's story, and I think Adam Cole was a great. If you can't have Tommaso Ciampa, the next best thing on the NXT roster right now for him for Johnny to do this would have been Adam Cole. It made sense. 
Yeah, so, but Adam Cole needed this, though, man. Even his promo, he said strength in numbers, and that couldn't get the job done. I don't think he needed it. That, that, he, he see, needed I, that. I feel like, well, well, I feel you, know, like if, you know, I take that back. He didn't need it if the story was done right because all this, all all this takeover did was would just prove me wrong, man. You can you can lose the right way. Like that's what they did. They set me up. You know what I'm saying? And I got pissed off the way it ended. It felt like Vince McMahon had some type of influence on on his son, Triple H, to tell him, just have him kick out of everything. And everybody would go wild in the crowd because the crowd is hot. Okay? So, like, damn it, man. Like, what Like, what happened? Because TakeOver started well, and the way it ended for me kind of flatlined, man. Because I'm, I'm going to keep it real. Like, from when we was on the third pinfall, I was up. I was standing up the entire time watching my TV to see who was going to win. That, that's, that's how invested I was in. And that's when all the mayhem and craziness started. And I, I and I was just getting pissed off, had my hands in the air. Like, what is this? I'm com- This is completely taking me out. And my wife can vouch that for me because she was just sitting in the front room when I'm watching my takeover. And she's just hearing me, you know, basically venting to myself about what the hell is going on. Because I was just literally pissed. Pissed the way that match ended, man. You're like, you made undisputed. You made a faction, a strong, popular faction look weak. And in that one instance, to me, that's how it looked, man. And and I couldn't accept that. That's the reason why I'm pissed. Because I felt, the, just like you said, man, to your point, you know him with that journey. But that journey goes along with Tommaso Ciampa as well. That's why. They had the same journey. And for him, yeah. and for him to finally, you know, he's kicking out a finisher and finisher because Tommaso was just trying to just trying to put him down. Just trying to put him down. And then, you know, and then Gargano's just, you know, just keep fighting, keep fighting. That would have been cool. That I would have understood that because now, all right, that is full circle. We just came full circle, basically, now. That's the story that was they was trying to tell. They was trying to tell a full circle story, and it was trying to do it with, with Adam Cole, but you can't do that with Adam Cole because they didn't have anything, any any type of history to work with, man. That's why I'm just so, like, adamant about that. I, that's why I cannot agree with that at all with, 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 with your point of view. I just don't see how you can throw away Johnny Gargano's struggle and where and Johnny Gargano's journey because it wasn't just Tommaso Ciampa. You know, he his his takeover losses and everything that he's gone through. I mean, he had it with Aleister Black, you know, he had it with Andrade, where Andrade basically lost his career against Andrade for a while, then came back. Like, I don't see how you can toss aside the journey because it didn't end with Tommaso Ciampa. Like I get it. I mean, we all, we all know why it didn't end with Tommaso Ciampa. It's because of the injury, but that doesn't change the fact that Johnny, now the story is it's it's Johnny Gargano. It doesn't change the fact that Johnny Gargano still had the struggle and he's still trying to get the championship. And so now Adam Cole is the new guy that he has to go through in order to get, I mean, there's a reason why Johnny Gargano didn't have to earn that shot. Like he was already pegged into this, this matchup. They were going to have it be Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. And the story that they had been building from pretty much day one is Johnny Gargano. Is he ever going to be able to get to that top spot, to that main spot? And there's been so many close calls. And again, the emotion of him losing his career for a minute and then not being able to be on NXT, you know, when he lost to, uh, there was uh he lost Andrade and then he lost to Tommaso and then you know he's back 
And then again, he he fought Alistair and he lost to Alistair. And it, it's just been such an up and down journey that, you know, where where our disconnect for sure really is, is that when it gets to Adam Cole, it sounds like you're saying, hey, this is all fresh now. Like, like, just look at Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano. They don't have any history. Like, I can't erase that part of the story. Like, that that is a part of the story going into well, that, the, the match. That's the beauty of wrestling, man. Sometimes something can just take you out just like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what happened. Like, we was, I was, I was enjoying the ride. I was enjoying the journey. But then you had the crap on the execution for me on my, on, on the, on the final, uh, on, on the, on the curtain call, basically. And, and, and you effed it up to, for me. Like, I was seriously pissed. Like, I wasn't even pissed about losing the bet to you because I'm like, cool, you know, whatever. And all good fun. I, I get a wrestling shirt for you. Cool. You know, but it was just how lost, man. Like, so let me ask you this. Let's say, let's say you book Adam Cole winning the match. What do you do with Johnny Gargano? Ah, that is a very good question. What do you do with Johnny Gargano? Do you bring him up to Maine with the whole, you know, with the whole shakeup? I think you can and probably bring him up to Raw, but I don't know. Keep, keep him NXT and, and try to tell that story to see if you can. And I think you could maybe have like a rematch for a takeover in Brooklyn and he can get the belt back. And then, I don't know, maybe Adam Cole would get it back doing a weekly NXT show or doing one of their house shows like they do uh, did before as a surprise. Like I could see do one of those like uh, Samoa Joe when he beat, was it Finn Balor? It'd be a two time NXT right. champion did it at one of their house shows like like you can get it back and then that and then you can basically start that uh what you was gonna say uh undisputed is gonna get all the gold like yeah man because the the reason why i bring that up is what you do with with adam cole is or with johnny gargano is yeah honestly if adam cole wins that matchup johnny gargano's story is over at that point and nxt as far as i see it it's done because they'd already he's calling him up to the main roster. Mm-hmm. So then you take him to the main roster and he did not win the NXT championship. He's in the mid card. You know, you try to build him up fresh. You do that. But here's the, here's my problem with that. The story that you built up with Johnny Gargano. Now you basically just abandoned it. You know, you, you, you just abandoned that story. The story that they were building up to seems to be Johnny Gargano becoming NXT champion. Yeah. If Adam Cole wins that matchup, that story is over. Well, well, let me say this too. Well, if, like I said, man, if Gargano would have beat Cole, but it would have been like, you know, not this foolishness way, I would have accepted that, man. But it didn't happen like that. If it would have been like, you know, like some close finishers, like if if uh, if Undisputed didn't get didn't interfere, or you know, uh, Adam Cole went for the last shot, hit him like a back-to-back, and then he kicked out. I would have accepted that, but it didn't happen. It was just like Undisputed got kind of interfered. They did their finisher, and then he did a, a he did two super kicks, and then the last shot. Like, come on, man. Like, to, to me, that that's kind of, to me, that's weak. Like, if you would have made, like, if Cole would have lost strong, that would have been cool with that. If you would have lost strong, then yeah, I would have been fine, because that's been the story of this whole Takeover. 
He didn't lose strong. He lost weak as hell. But I guess here's here's where I feel like it's it's actually for for Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era. Let's not forget that even though they're the cool heels, yeah, they're still heels. They're they're still heels. So for the face to go over the heels and for the heels to try everything, good triumph over evil in this situation. I mean, that's kind of another perspective you can look at it. So I don't really feel like. If if I take out even what I'm saying about the story and I just look at it from that perspective right there, that this is this is actually not technically the first time something like this has happened, you know, in in wrestling where you know uh, a, I mean, look at look at uh, the Kofi Kingston role. I mean, we're gonna get to our WrestleMania breakdown here yeah. in a little bit, but you know, Kofi Kingston went through two gauntlet matches and you know, basically survive the whole thing. And in reality, that shouldn't – I could make the argument that, you know, John, that Kofi Kingston probably shouldn't have – up until that point, they had never booked Kofi Kingston to be that strong. They had never booked him to be that strong, to be able to go through all of those guys like that. And he did. And it was it was great to see because the way I look at it, the way that I rationalize that in my mind, Kofi Kingston's journey – from from his 11 years, he kept talking about the 11 years, is where he's like, all right, not this time. I'm done, you know, losing. I'm. I, this is my moment. I have to find a way, you know, one way or another, even if it's five superstars, six superstars, whoever it is, let me find a way. Um, I just feel like in this situation with Johnny Gargano, it it makes sense to me that Johnny Gargano, given the story that they were telling, that it would culminate with him just finally finding a way. Like people would try to cheat or do whatever it takes to try to win, but the he would find a way to overcome that we wouldn't have another like near Johnny Gargano win. And it's almost like saying, hey, no matter what, like I guess look at it from there's so many, so many ways that I that I can kind of rationalize this, but the way that I took it when I was watching the matchup, it was that. Johnny Gargano's journey had been what built up to that moment. And it, it's it's like, okay, Kofi Kingston, for instance, when he, he uh, was in that Elimination Chamber matchup and we thought they should have changed it, they should have had him uh, win that matchup. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it, it, in that situation, like, everybody is, is, is seeing, like, that this Kofi Kingston, no matter what, it would have been great to have seen him just overcome all obstacles and find a way to win right then and there because of everything that he had been through. Uh, no matter how many you know finishers he's taking, no matter how many people are in his way, he would just find a way. Like they, there's just kind of this like feel good story that they're trying to tell with uh, with the Kofi Kingston uh, storyline to to say, hey, after everything he's been through, he found a way to get that championship. He found a way to achieve that dream. And I feel like with the Johnny Gargano situation. It's it's a similar thing, told in a different way, but a similar thing where they're trying to take his entire journey and using that as this is why he's able to summon up this 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 the, the, the fire to be able to go and, and achieve this goal this night. That this night, it doesn't matter how many people cheat, how many people try to, to stop him from getting to that goal that he's going to overcome. There's you know a feel good kind of inspirational story being told there. Yeah, but to where like, like I said, it to me, I just I just think it was just told in the wrong way. 
Yeah, I, I mean, and I, like, I, at the I, end of the I, day, I, that story was told in the wrong way. That's how I feel. Like, I disagree. Like, like, I disagree. You know, you know I, I'm going to leave this to an open forum. Like, to our listeners that listen to our show, like, if you download the Anchor app, if you see this, if you go to our show, Clark Street Wrestling Podcast, you notice in that right-hand corner, it's a little voice message. You can actually press that little voice message and leave your opinion, and we can actually upload to our show and see what you have to say. So I'm going to leave this to an open form. What are your thoughts on that last match on NXT TakeOver against Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole? Because I would love to hear your thoughts on that. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, you know, to, to me, my thoughts are, are what they are, you know, and I just feel like the story makes sense to me. And I, I just it was such a feel good moment that I just felt really happy for Johnny Gargano that he got this moment because um, it did feel like a moment that probably, you know, who knows if it was ever going to be in the cards for him, you know, the way that they had kept booking him. And to your, to your point, like, let's say they did give it to Adam Cole. I mean, you even hesitated on like, well, maybe you do give him another match with Adam Cole. Like, I, I don't think that happens. So I, I, I'm just really happy that Johnny Gargano got this moment. And then from here, it's like, well, in their next matchup, Adam Cole, you know, can win it and Johnny can move on to the main roster. And then at least he's he's completed that story. So I think that's great for for Johnny Gargano. Um, we can agree to disagree. It's totally fine. Oh, yeah, this, but the, I already knew that this was going to be agree to disagree. I, I was prepared to end it like that. But you was going to. You was gonna feel my point of view <laughs> on this. Because, I just I just feel like one one I, thing I was trying to because I knew knew you was excited and I wanted to hear your logic, understand the reason why you was gonna accept this match and then rate it as one of your top matches or the top match for WrestleMania weekend. Match. It was the top match. Yeah. Hundred percent. Wow. 100%. And and I feel like we this will be something that we'll revisit later on because I see holes in what you're saying that I think if we come back to this because I'm going to be paying attention because I feel like you're you're the, the you you've said some things about Johnny Gargano in the past that make me think you're not really that much of a Johnny Gargano fan even going into this matchup that you're really pulling for Adam Cole because you feel like he's the guy. And you know he I'm not gonna say. <laughs> yeah, but you see, so for me, like he is the face of NXT. I feel man. like that. Now nah, you see that. See, I think what you are not really acknowledging here is that there, and I think to to most people that are rooting for Adam Cole, they want Adam Cole to win because they're big fans of Adam Cole, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with with saying that. But I guess where where <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. I think where you have to be a little bit honest with yourself is that part of why you're upset is that you you see him as the guy and you don't see Johnny Gargano as the guy. And your guy didn't win. You know what? I am man enough to admit where I'm wrong, but no, I did not feel like that. Like I said, it was the match, the ending. That what pissed me off. I did not like how they treated Undisputed at the expense of Adam Cole looking weak as well. No. I don't accept that. I don't accept that L. I can't. So on, on the topic of Adam Cole looking weak right now, so let's let's fast forward now yeah. to, to Adam Cole going forward. Yeah. Are, are you saying that if they were to have a match straight up, like what what, what do you mean by that when you say that he looks weak? Like go 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 like forecast for I'm me what it looks like for Adam Cole. And you still couldn't get the job done, man. Like that 
Like, so even if you was to get another rematch and Undisputed was to help you, now I can expect, like, well, you'll probably just lose again because it had happened before, in which it didn't make sense. Like, they literally hit a finisher. It, it wasn't like they had – they didn't get a chance to hit their finisher. They hit a finisher, and then you was able to hit your finisher, and you still wasn't able to get get the job done. Like, you know, that story – that's what I'm saying, man. The, the story wasn't told well because of that. You you, you made You made – you made a faction look weak. You made Adam Cole, which is one of your top NXT stars, look weak in the same in the same process in the same match. So when you say that he made him look weak, basically you're saying in a rematch you wouldn't believe that Adam Cole could beat Johnny Gargano. Yeah, man. Why not? You, you, so then you told, let's you go back to me, let's, you, let, just, wait, you so just let, showed me like Gargano could kick out out of anything, out of anything. So why should I believe Adam Cole? can beat Gargano. Why? Because evidently I don't now because Gargano just showed me he can kick out of anything. You can you can drop, you can have Braun Strowman do his choke slam move and running power slam and he'll still kick out. That's what you just showed me. No, nah, I don't believe yeah. that. Way. I'm sorry. I don't see it that way I'm at sorry. All. That's how I, I don't see it that way at and all. I, and I believe other people saw it that way, uh, that way too. No, because if you so basically you're saying that let's say he's going against that Johnny Gargano goes against let's just take anybody Velveteen Dream, and Velveteen Dream beats him straight up. That's not going to be believable. Yeah, I'm because I'm be like how because he kicked out of everybody's finisher from the last match. So how how did he lose that one? That was just pit, that no type of continuity. Now that's what you just that's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, but I don't <laughs> think that works because in wrestling, that this type of thing happens all the time, and we but all in the, time the story go if, it's, back, if it's told nah, well in this nah. story, it was not told well, man. Even 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 when even when uh even when Hulkamania does his Hulk moments, it's told well. Even when even when Dream did it, it was told well. Come on, man. Just <laughs> well, well, but hold on, hold on, hold on. It was so, so wow. We're, we're really opening this up. Well, so, yeah, man. Velveteen Dream. Let, let's look this was this supposed here. to be an hour, and we're going an hour and 40 minutes right now. So, <laughs> I mean, this is just blown up into something bigger. It is, so, okay. man. So, so, Velveteen Dream, uh, uh, Matt Riddle, we talked about it. Matt Riddle basically de- was destroying Velveteen Dream. And Velveteen Dream hulks up, yeah. right? He hulks up. And that's believable, but then Johnny Gargano um, getting finishers and kicking out is not believable. No, because first of all, the first pin. I mean, because there's no history first, first with Matt all, Riddle. Wait, wait, hold on, okay. there's no history between Matt Riddle and Velveteen Dream. It's not but anything it, we're talking it, it, about. It, it, wait, let me finish. Okay. Let me finish. Right. Let me finish. All right. Velveteen Dream and Matt Riddle. They don't have a long, prolonged history. He didn't like with Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. It's not like. You know, Matt Riddle had been beating uh, Velveteen Dream little by little, like you know, match after match, like you were saying with Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, yeah. to build up the resilience and why he would be able to beat a Matt Riddle after taking that kind of a beating, right? It's just this is the first time they fought. Matt Riddle clearly was the better fighter. If you look at Matt Riddle has the MMA background. He, the, everything on paper says Matt Riddle should be able to beat Velveteen Dream straight up. Yeah. Yet in the midst of getting destroyed, Somehow, some way, he musters up the the conviction and the the the, the yeah. whatever. The, yeah. Just to, to 
See, that, yep. What do you mean, yep? Like, I don't understand how you can just say, yep. Like, where does the logic come in there? What is it about that moment that makes it because, because all the time like around? Finisher he was getting hit with, it's like he just punching him, hitting him, like, yeah, come on, charge me up. And it, that can happen in real life, man. You get adrenaline. Oh, like, no, 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 no. You just lost it. It's over with. What's up? You can do that uh, in real life. Yeah, you, you can. Yeah, you can. So I can believe that. I can believe wow. that. I can really. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. So, so if we watch, so like a UFC matchup, when have you ever seen a guy getting destroyed? In a well, UFC I'm, not, I'm not saying getting destroyed, but no. I'm saying he's getting hit, like hit in the face. Like, come on, man, hit me again, hit me again. You know what I'm saying? Sorry. He was getting destroyed. But, it, but, but I'm gonna say wrestling is just amped up some more. So yeah, I can believe that, man. But it wasn't no. like finisher. I'm a, I'm a hit you. I'm a hit you with, with the uh, uh, no. Oh, like, come on, man. No, that, see, see that that's where you lose it. Like no, that man. is is that there is no reality with that. We're telling a story to try to help Velveteen Dream put Velveteen Dream over and say, hey, he has this this. It's like a cartoon type of thing that's happening in that situation where Velveteen Dream, just like Hulk Hogan back in the day, it would make no sense. Why the hell is all of a sudden he's invincible in this moment? Is because they're telling a story. They're trying to build up. Velveteen Dream is being this hero that can overcome all the odds. He's having an adrenaline rush and like, yeah, I understand that. No, it's not an adrenaline rush. There's no reality in that. Don't 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 try to rationalize it. All they're doing is you part of home. Don't try to rationalize it. You're just trying to rationalize this finish with Johnny Gargano and, and Adam Cole. Because it's because of the story that they're trying to tell. That's my point. The and reason the why we story that they told. Oh, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. Team Dream. What they're trying to do is tell a story that Velveteen Dream is this hero character. So in the midst of the, the uh, getting destroyed and beat up, he's gonna find this. It's almost like he's Popeye and eats a spinach, and all of a sudden he's strong. Like there's this moment where, unrealistically, but hey, he's the hero, and we want to, We don't want to see him get destroyed by Matt Riddle. So he finds a way, and the crowd cheers. Yeah, he found the strength. Reality, he's getting beat down, tapped out, and that's it. The way that he was getting destroyed, just on the mat, he could do nothing. He should have been beaten if it was a real fight. But because they're trying to tell a story of Velveteen Dream being this hero, they gave him the Hulk up moment. It's unrealistic. It's never been realistic when Hulk Hogan did it. It's a cartoon-type moment. But we accept it because he's the hero that we want to believe in. We want the good guy to win. Because you're emotionally invested and, no. and oh he's, having, he's hulking up because he's getting adrenaline shot. Like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm on. I'm charged up. So, yeah. No. Come on. Nope. Come on. Nope. 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 That is that is not what's happening. That, that is the most unrealistic. If you're, if you're taking logic, <laughs> logically, that is not happening in real life. If you are getting destroyed, you don't all of a sudden wake up. There's no Zenzu beans like in Dragon Ball Z who just wake you up and heal all your injuries. And now nothing that's happened before matters anymore. That's not how it works. I mean, the, 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 we both understand that with wrestling, what they're doing is they're trying to tell us it's not all going to be about the logic of how an actual fight goes. It's gonna be about the story that they're gonna try. They're trying to tell. Well, excuse me, as a hero. excuse me. Takeover New York set the expectations like that. You so so well, how so how am I am in the wrong when Takeover New York set the bar like that? You gave me the expectations of uh, uh basically somebody losing strong. 
And, and, I, and if that was going to happen to Adam Cole, let it be. And, and I would have been fine with that. I would have been like, yeah, he lost, but that's cool because, you know, it, uh, the, the story made sense. You know, Johnny Gagano is champion, and I'm fine with that. Like I said about with the War Raiders, like I said with Shannon Baszler. But I can't say about this because the, the story was lost. It didn't make sense because it was for somebody else. No, see, see where where you? It's it's hilarious. I'm glad we we went to that Velveteen Dream one because it just gave me so much ammunition. I love no, it, and it's so perfect. Oh, it's no, you so no, 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 it's so perfect. Oh. Yes, it is because it 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 makes perfect sense on one side because we both talked about it. How Velveteen Dream, we we are captivated by him. We want him to go to the to the main roster and see him. So for him, it's okay that something unrealistic happens because, well, in the moment, his adrenaline is up. Now, come on, man. And then on the other side with Johnny Gargano, it's not like it's you know it's totally different situation too because we're talking about finisher, 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 and he's still kicking out, kicking out, kicking out. Like, come on, man. This wasn't a finisher, man. This is just like he's getting hit, he's getting hit. You know what I'm saying? He, He thinks he's down now he's getting charged up he's hulking out like yeah you're downplaying yeah, the hits yeah. and this and is a fighter sometimes in wrestling you have to and sometimes down. in wrestling like i said before you suspend your disbelief to enjoy yeah. and i cannot is it and sometimes in a fan and sometimes in a fan you have to suspend your disbelief and, and and how much are you willing to do this was one of those points I could so not pick and choose. Right, this, exactly. This, so basically, this, I cannot accept that, thank man. No, thank you, thank you for saying that. Okay, I think you just made my point. So with Double Team Dream, you chose to suspend your disbelief. With Johnny Gargano you, and Adam Cole, you chose not to. Well, well, hold on, hold on. Okay. I did, I did, but after that, they took me. Like I said, towards the end, they took me out of the match. I was out. The finish was 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 stupid. Was goofy. Like, like that's why I'm so pissed off because I was invested in this story. I, I, I suspended my disbelief. That's why I'm pissed off. When somebody, come on, you've been there. When you suspend your disbelief and then all of a sudden somebody just takes you out of it. How do you think that make you feel? That's what just happened to me. Yeah, see, that's that's where we differ because for me, I'm seeing the entire story and I get it. I get why Johnny Gargano in this moment, like I said, if, if you're going to rationalize Velveteen Dream and, oh, it's the adrenaline, it's the everything, for Johnny Gargano, you can't rationalize the adrenaline and everything that's going on in that moment where he's trying to get the, the NXT championship. What a he was getting something he's never had. Man, how's that giving you adrenaline when you get hit with a finisher, man? You act like no one has ever kicked out of finishers before. That, oh, this yeah, is a I thing that it, always I that it makes okay, sense. Okay, then what are I, we I, talking about? Because this didn't make sense. This was it's not a finisher. It's a finisher. So, so, so you telling me so, is a finisher? So, 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 is a so you telling me that I don't care if it's undisputed era? So you telling me our faction can hit a finisher? And then after their faction hits their finisher, my man gonna hit a finisher, and then he still kicks out, and then he gets hit on. Then he get hit with a fairytale ending outside of the ring, back off the table, if, and you still and then hit with a last shot, and you still can't get the job. Come on, man! Somebody is feeling me on this. I already know. I already know. I'm oh, not, look, I'm not, look, you know, I know how you felt like you was on an island about Johnny Gargano. I do not feel like I'm on an island on this one. I felt that I'm speaking for the masses about this. Like, I See, feel that I'm I'm not looking this. at it like I'm trying to win over the masses or anybody. I'm just telling you 
how it is basically from my perspective and everybody's going to have their own perspective on this and that's totally cool yeah. and for me my perspective on it is the story they were trying to tell i get it why johnny gargano in this moment they're gonna pick if for him to win the championship and pay off everything he's gone through it's gonna take a, there's gonna be a moment like this where johnny gargano is going to overcome something huge some kind of overwhelming odds to be able to win and the story that they're telling there builds up a huge hero character puts johnny gargano in a place to where people can say hey you did it johnny you overcame all odds and and my god everything you had to go through in that moment basically summarized all the obstacles you had gone through to get to this even this moment so for me like i understand it i get it it was a hell of a match. We can agree to disagree. But, but still, I mean, you, I, I you, you chose to. I just don't understand, like, because on certain, like, we, we've talked about wrestling before. It has been a lot of matches we have agreed that, logically, it does not just make sense. Prime example, when the Miz went against Sanity, we, we both agreed. How the hell was that supposed to happen? Like, I, I thought we yeah. saw eye to eye on that on logical wrestling, and I felt that. Like I, that's that's why I feel so adamant, man. I'm like I, I feel that I got to help you out. Like you're you're lost, and I got to turn to. Oh my god! Wow. Well, please, well, please stop trying to help me out because I do not feel lost on this, man. Like, come on, man. You know that's why, like, like just come back and because back look, all right, all right. you see it my way. This is gonna be a good segue. <laughs> this is gonna be a good segue for where we're going with this because with the Miz versus the Johnny Gargano situation, those are two similar. So to your point, you have The Miz, who was going through sanity and half of the locker room and finding a way to be. I mean, we can even take that three-on-one matchup yeah. against sanity on its own, right? Like, how is The Miz all of a sudden finding this will to be able to beat up sanity and beat all three members of sanity in a Falls Count Anywhere type of matchup? And my point in comparing the two situations is you're looking at the entirety of Johnny Gargano's career that's led up to this moment. With The Miz, it comes out of nowhere. Like, this is not anything. They've never built up. The, the Miz basically just turned face. He's been this, like, heelish, like, uh, scumbag type of character all his career, basically. Okay, but. And then he's never been. And we, so for us, it's like, where am I even going to find it in myself to root for The Miz to do something like this? Like, yeah. it's very, like, in the moment, manufactured to have me root for uh, the, the Miz because Shane McMahon you know, at the just the last pay-per-view, turn on The Miz and 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 uh, disrespected his father. So now that's supposed to turn him into this monster guy who who is able to to beat all members of Sanity and all that. Like I understand, like that part to me is like, okay, you're really trying to force me to to see The Miz in a certain way. With this, it's Johnny Gargano. The entirety of his career, we've been seeing him building little by little, trying to get to this point, trying to become NXT champion losing near falls, losing his career at one point, coming back, beating Tommaso Ciampa, then losing again, then going going against Andrade for the championship, not getting it there, fighting against pretty much the entire NXT roster yeah. and just coming up close. And people, you know, that's a name that some people say, oh, you know, well, Johnny Gargano is a great wrestler, but NXT champion, now nah, we don't know. And he's got this dream. This is last check mark. So there's a lot more built up to that point. And even to your point, you would accept it if it was Tommaso Ciampa that this was going to because yeah. of the context of their specific yes. story. Yes. So for me, so for me, with this situation, even taking Tommaso Ciampa out of the story and saying, well, he's not going to be able to go against him, that doesn't change what what Johnny Gargano did, is still trying to you do. Change the ending, then. That- then you change the ending because that, that was the wrong ending to tell. That ending belonged to 
to Tommaso Ciampa. Like, no, like, you, like don't, said, you, you, you don't change. Like you change the ending. Like like if you want if you want him to be champion, that's fine. But you change the ending because that ending doesn't belong with Adam Cole. That ending made Adam Cole look weak. You need you needed an ending to make him look strong. All right, like man, like man, that was a great match. Like man, that was a great match. Like like man, Gargano would look strong, but even Adam Cole looks strong too. But I can't say that. I literally cannot say that. I'm pissed that I have to say Gargano is like super Gargano now. And then look, we got like Adam Cole, like he can't even get the job done with his faction with Undisputed. So he's talking about they're gonna get all the get all the gold. How? How you gonna get all the gold now when you can't even take out one guy with your faction? You took you told the wrong story. Now that you told the wrong story from the perspective of somebody that wanted Adam Cole to go over and win the championship and look strong. Yeah, you're gonna piss people off by having Adam Cole win. Absolutely, that wanted to see Adam Cole win. But the entirety of the story, I mean, really look at it. Adam Cole got shoehorned into the situation. It was more about Johnny Gargano than it was about Adam Cole. This matchup, even towards the build yeah, but that's why Adam Cole got added. That's why Adam Cole got added. That's why that's why Adam Cole got added into it. So now with Adam Cole, he's playing the part of the, the guy that's standing in Johnny Gargano's way to achieving his lifelong dream. Johnny Gargano, this story really is more about him, but from a fan perspective, even in that match, even in this matchup. The fans were with Adam Cole. You could you could hear it. Yeah, hear yeah, they were. He's, and he's I saw a, some fans a, who were just pissed off too in the crowd that after that finish, like I understood because like I'm not I'm not even mad that he it's just how he lost, man. Like I said, man, I'm learning. I, I'm cool with certain losses, like if it's told right. But it, I, I can't accept it. I, I know what you're saying with the journey, you know, with him ending with the the whole crescendo. I get that. I understand that. I do. I do. What I don't understand with what you're saying, though, is that it it can only happen with Tommaso Ciampa. And at this point, you just have to erase because the fact that he even that, had a story that, with Tommaso Ciampa. And now it's just like, okay, Adam Cole is, is because he's not Tommaso Ciampa. Now Johnny Gargano's, you know, everything that he's been through doesn't matter. And you just have to have him lose to Adam Cole. Like, I just, I, that I don't understand. Like, that to me just kind of, is they not had literally the, the same story, story they though. They had literally had the same story. Like you know, you know, and what do you, I don't get. What do you mean? You know how, how they came in. They came in individuals in the two hundred five two hundred five classic uh, tournament. You know. Oh, you mean Tommaso? Yeah, yeah, Champ, Tommaso Champ. Champ. Adam Cole. No, 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 that Adam Cole. I'm talking. I'm talking about uh, Tommaso Champ. Like they had the same story. Like you, you, you know, I, I, that would have been great story to tell. To use all that footage. And I believe, and I believe they would have, they would have told it like that too from the beginning. And then for it to end like this, it would have been great. And then it would have made sense him just, you know, Tommaso just hitting with everything, man, because he loves Goldie. We understand how much he loves that belt, so he's giving it his all. But you know, Johnny Gargano's just rising to the occasion because that's who he is. I would have been cool for that, you know. But it, it's that, just that's it's the just, part that just it's kinda, just the story was not told like that because it was it was you meant just, it was meant just keep losing it was meant for you know me on that. We, we just, you know what? I think we just have to move on, my friend. <laughs> no, I, absolutely. I, I mean, every time you say, yeah. if it was Tommaso Ciampa, it'd be okay yeah. but because it was Adam Cole. I'm like, but that just doesn't make any sense because if you swap, the, if you swap the two guys out and you have the same thing happen, like I don't see how you don't think 
it's like you said with with uh, with Roman Reigns and and Brock Lesnar, like the multiple finishers from the one guy, so that's acceptable. But then the multiple finishers because it's the t- it's like if if you take take undisputed era out of it and say Adam Cole is doing his finisher over and over and over yeah. and over again, yeah. and Johnny Gargano's kicking out. Do you accept? Oh that yeah, I would. I would. I would. But see, but where, would, where, but, it where that kinda... but it wasn't like this was like done like. I just where it loses me is that it to me it doesn't matter if it's Bobby Fish and and then uh, Roderick Strong and then Kyle O'Reilly hitting their finishers individually versus Adam Cole hitting his finisher four times. And then he did the fairytale ending on the announce table like he bounced off like and then hit him with uh, another lap like dude. Come on, at some point, come on, man. Let's let's be consistent with with our story like. I'm just surprised by Triple H that I got I got this. Like this is not usually I don't see nothing like this on Takeover when it's just this felt like I, I was watching something. This felt like something you will see on on the main card, which we have, which we have. That's why and this 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 is why I felt like I was caught off totally off guard. I'm I'm pissed off because I was invested in this story. I was, I was not in, not in the story. I was vested in this match. It really was. I was no. gonna it say was because the way, the way I was you vested did. in this, I was vested in this match. Like they both had me. Like even it, honestly, if Johnny Gargano won, but he would have won the right way, I would have been fine with it. Like I said before, I have admitted before in my other matches. Like I predicted ones that I was wrong, but I was fine with that winner, and I would have been fine with it. But it didn't happen like that, man. No, I think I think personally, I think Johnny Gargano paid off his story with the win the way he got the win. I think that definitely happened. That Johnny Gargano paid off his journey by finding a way to overcome all odds to be able to win the championship finally. And looking at it from that aspect, I think it was the perfect way to tell that story that they were trying to tell with Johnny Gargano. With Adam Cole being, you know, the leader of the Undisputed Era, they got to lick their wounds and they got to yeah. figure out a way. So they're the the... the Challenge now is to say, okay, where does Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era go from here? With the fan following that these guys have, I have no worries about them whatsoever. I don't think that the people that are really following the Undisputed Era are looking at it like, well, Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era are done. They can't do it. They can't win all the gold. No. I think they definitely – everyone is going to still be pulling for them to yeah, win the gold. Yeah, but the expectations slightly goes that, down, though, I believe. I, like my, what's that? I, I believe the expectations slightly go down, though. Because no, of I it. don't think so yeah. at all. Not if you're at all. a hardcore fan, I'm, honestly, if you're if you're a casual fan, no, I, I, because you're because you don't watch it, you don't watch it all the time. But if you're a hardcore fan, your expectations slightly go down. I'm not saying it, it goes down. So open forum for all the people listening yeah. out there. If your expectations oh, for Adam yeah. Cole now has there. gone down, please let us know because <laughs> if you are an Adam Cole fan and now you're looking at this like man. I don't think Adam Cole is going to be able to do what he said he's going to do. My expectations are not up there with Adam Cole as I thought. Please let us know. Or if you disagree with that and you think, hey, I think Adam Cole is going to be NXT champion. I think he's going to be able to pay off everything he said he was going to do. Still, let us know. Because I think that's going to be an interesting one to hear yeah, about as well. I would. From my I, perspective, I, I'd like to hear that as well. Yep, good call out. Yeah, I, I, I definitely I definitely think that most people are going to say this doesn't change their idea of what Adam Cole and the NXT ah, are going okay. to do. I really, okay. I really don't. Okay. I really don't. I think otherwise, my friend. <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs> because you know what? I 
my expectation slightly goes down because like, all right, you, you put this big claim out here. You put, you shouldn't have even said that, man. That's what messed you up. The, that's what messed you up the first time. You put that claim out there. Like we're going to get all the gold for 2019. You shouldn't have said that. Big expectations. So when, when Adam Cole and the undisputed era win all the gold, when it happens, I want to hear your reaction when that happens. Okay. And and okay. my expectation with what you're saying right now is that, uh, you know, I just didn't really believe it. I just, it felt flat to me or something like that. Because the way you're saying it right now, it's like, it, it, it's, it just it just kills and ruins them. Like, it, it's just, it's, it, it almost sounds like it's over. I'm not, like, I'm not saying it's over. I'm saying, but like, my expect, expectations slightly go down. Like, if he was to have a rematch with Gernon Gargano, yeah, I don't know if he's that. gonna win because because he showed me that you can't. You showed me that you can lose bad, like really bad. Like you you showed me that you could throw everything but the kitchen sink at Gargano and still lose. Okay, that's what you showed yep. me. So so yep. that's what that's what I'm saying. My expectations does slightly go down. Now if he was to win, hell yeah, I'd be excited, man, because it's Adam Cole, baby. Why not? You know what I'm saying? But at the same time. I can expect him to lose now. It's not like I'm going in like with this match, like before, well, like I, I like like that's, you know, that's kind of an interesting take, take point over. though. Like what? But why is that bad that you would have that kind of like back and forth on like whether or not he would win or lose? Like it shouldn't be that you just expect him to win. Yeah. Like but, why? But, why but is that bad that because, you kind of have that fear that he could lose? Because I saw him lose. Like I just saw you. I just saw you throw everything at him, man. Even you had. But I'm saying, had, why is that? Like, isn't it more interesting when you have it in that way where you're not sure whether or not this guy can win or lose? Why isn't why is that bad? It is bad because you just made him look weak, man. That's what I'm saying. But the actual fact that you because what you just said, like going into the next matchup, you have the the expectation now that if he fights Johnny Gargano, he could lose. I think that that actually builds more intrigue. So if you came into this thinking that Adam Cole if he goes into a match with Johnny Gargano, there's no way that he could that yeah, he can lose to Johnny Gargano. It's not like now, shocking loss though. If he, if even, even if, if if I was to see him lose, or even if I missed the match and I read about it, like oh he lost, oh I'm not surprised. That's what I'm saying, man. It's not like oh he lost again. Damn, come on. It's like oh he lost. I'm not surprised that he lost. Yeah, but I think they. So I think what you almost what you're saying is like they just put. Gargano and Adam Cole in a situation where if they have a match with each other, you're not sure who's going to win that matchup. Yeah, I, I won't be adamant like before, man. Like, oh, Adam Cole all the way. It's his time, like I said before, man, because the way w- this match was was told, you know, it, it was way too many finishers that Gargano kicked out that you kind of killed. You kind of killed the momentum if if these guys were, were to have a rematch, man. I think by your own admission right now, you actually just make it sound like it kind of heightened the the anticipation for a rematch because it's it's not sure <laughs> either way. Out of that, man. Because you now it's a predictable. perspective again, man. <laughs> well, seriously, I mean, but listen, because if you listen to what you're saying, like the 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 um the fact that it's not for sure who could win the matchup makes it more intriguing like if you go into a match knowing that somebody is going to win the match like what where's the 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 interest in that okay you can say well if you're rooting for the underdog then maybe you want to see if he can win it and all that and that's fine but the fact that you have two guys 
who now you look at it, it's like, I don't know if Adam Cole is going to win or lose. I don't know if Johnny Gargano is going to win or lose. So let's see what happens. Like, I feel like that makes it more more fun. If you thought of it in that way, but I, I don't think of like I think of it in a bad way. Like, I, I don't know, because I'm not expecting a lot, I guess I'm saying. Like I, I don't know. We'll 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 have to revisit this at a certain point. Yeah. This this is such a uh, opened up a lot of different uh, <laughs> questions and topics. I mean, it, it's per- perspectives on wrestling, what's what's good and bad and all that. Um, but at the end of the day, what happened happened. Johnny Gargano won the matchup. I'm sorry that you feel the yeah, way but you know what? Too, we but just had a healthy it, debate, and I'm glad that we did. We just we just hashed it all out. We put it out there. We cleared the air. Basically, you know, we still have some maybe some reserves in there, but hey, I think we got most of it out of our system. Definitely, definitely, and this this will be something that I, I would be excited to revisit again <laughs> because you know, it, it, I feel like your the more examples that I keep thinking of, the more that I'm like, oh, I don't know if if Devin's going to be consistent with it this way or that way. So I, I'm going to remember this. Okay. I'm going to keep this okay. in, in the back of my okay. mind every time we okay. go through these these matches and these different podcasts. I do stay consistent, a- but I do admit when I make a mistake too. But I, I stay consistent, man. Like like before, I gave you props for Johnny Gargano. Like uh, when I told him, like I thought he was boring as a face, you know, with his promos and all that. But what, but what happened when that that following week, man? He gave a, he gave a passionate promo, and I and I and I gave props to that. So I give props when it's when it's due. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not blind to that, man. I'm not so like, like I said, man. I, I could give it when it's due. I just believe in my whole heart. That I, I couldn't right here. I, I, I stand by my my statement. I cannot give this match props like the way you did, man. Well, I totally can. I'm calling right now. <laughs> match of the year for sure. Open form on that one too, by the way. If you think that this was a match of the year candidate, because oh, I definitely goodness. So I definitely want to hear from you guys about whether or not Johnny Gargano and uh, and Adam Cole. Two out of three falls was a match of the year kind of day because definitely um, I'm curious about that as well. All right, man. You, definitely that, you, that you was coming out of that. With this open forum now, man. Hey, you started it. You started it. So I'm, I am just curious because I think whether or not you were on Johnny's side or Adam Cole's side, a lot of people out there may have come away with it with the same perspective that I did that it was definitely a match of the year candidate. Yeah. Both guys putting on a, a heck of a show, and it was just the crowd reaction to me went as I was watching it. I could feel it that. You know, people were really getting, you know, engaged in the matchup. Um, yeah, so anyway, here, I, I was engaged. Like, I, it had me on my feet. It had me on my feet at home, man. I was at home because right. I had my TV mounted on my TV. So, so yeah. I was just like at, at that third pin for for the third pin when it was like, you know, uh, was it one pin each? Yeah, I was up. I was up off my feet, just you know, having my hands crossed, just watching, man, just paying attention closely because it had me like that. So mm-hmm. that's believe, and that's the reason why I'm so pissed off because it took me out of it. I was locked in the story, and you took me out of it. It's like it's like I I don't have control of how I feel, but that's what happened. Okay. Well, hey, it is what it is. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And, you know, I I, I would love to see a rematch. Um, I'm really excited about it. NXT TakeOver New York for, for me, top to bottom. I enjoyed every matchup. It was the best pay-per-view of the of the weekend for sure for me. Yeah. Um, but we'll get into WrestleMania. It, it, we're, we're, we're almost there with uh, talking about our predict or our, um, our review of that. 
Um, but yeah, overall, I would say NXT Takeover. This was definitely. I mean, and it's it's hard to say like this is this is the best one, but this is definitely one of the one of the best, if not the. I best, would agree uh, with that, man, because every match I, I could say it was it was an A plus, like A A A A was set for the last one. You know, <laughs> what what is your grade for the last one? By the way, right. we'll, we'll end it with that. What was your grade? I give it a C plus. Oh, C plus, yes. I C plus. It, and I said it real quick, too. I said Man. Real quick. I didn't even give it no thought because that's what it was. It was a C plus match. It was a C you plus. Guys it had me an A plus. It came in as A plus. It was like, all right, we A, now we A plus, and we're A plus plus. And then we was like, hold on, what the what the hell? No, no, you don't kick out of that. No, that make undisputed. Okay, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to get a heel win. No, what? What? Hold on. What? No. Yes. No, you yes. kicked out of that? Yes. Okay, yes. ultimate baby face game. win. Ultimate baby yeah. face win. And then what? Yes. Ah. Yes. C plus. On my feet, riveted the whole time. You should just, glad just I hang C plus. Not even the it was average. All right. Slightly above. <laughs> oh no. Now you're just being disrespectful. Slightly above. Now you're just okay. even you just, just oh my god. Just, just I wonder what Adam average. Cole would rate this matchup. I think he would rate it an A plus. I'm pretty sure Adam Cole would rate it an A plus. But you know what? Let, let, we'll leave that one alone for me. Definitely, it's an A plus matchup. Uh, five stars, five out of five. Just everything. Just great matchup overall. Um, I loved it. Like I said, it's one of my favorite matches of the year. It definitely is going to be in my category for a match of the year. Um, yeah, definitely. No questions asked. No hesitation. Whew, wow, yeah, this was, what this a, was what a fun a, show. I slightly yeah. went over. Uh, was, 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 I, I said keep it about an hour, but. Hey, we, you know, we we had to get it out. We had to clear the air. We had to clear it. All right. Definitely so exploded with the last exactly. topic. Sometimes you just got to have it out, you know? <laughs> well, we'll cap it with that. With For Devin, this is Hafiz. Uh, we'll see you at the, with the next uh, show that we're going to have posted up with the uh, WrestleMania recap. Uh, maybe we'll see if it gets as heated as this one. Um, so definitely we'll, we'll check you out on that next one. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.